In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Rise and shine. 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 Guys, welcome to the second episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. What a week it has been. What you just heard um, is my love, my light, Miss Kylie Jenner. Singing a song that is burning up the airwaves, uh, Rise and Shine by one Miss Kylie Jenner. Guys, this is the perfect example. I, I was scared that there wasn't going to be enough to talk about in terms of this. And after this week, I have, I think, 300 episodes ready to go. Um, but I had to put this in because, of course, the history, you know, my history with the Kardashians. And, and, but how amazing is it that we lived, we're in the year of our Lord, 2019, and this is actually a hit. I mean, this is, it started off as a meme. So this was filmed uh, in Kylie Cosmetics offices and she was doing a tour of the offices and the final bit was that she uh, was going to go wake up Stormy because Stormy has her own like area in the offices that's like bigger than any place I've ever owned. And uh, she goes to wake up Stormy and she goes, you know, as you heard, she goes, rise and shine. Like she was like a contestant on The Voice or American Idol. And that's what I love about Kylie is that if I went into a room to wake somebody up, I'd be like, rise and shine. But she was like, rise and shine. I want to make this sound good. You know what? Stormy is used to me as a good singer. So it was almost like that Christina Aguilera where she puts her finger in ear and she's like, rise and shine. Rise and shine. I love that about Kylie. Kylie half asses nothing. But what a hysterical thing that Ariana Grande now wants to use this as a sample. I mean, what if in a, some kind of weird world she ends up like more successful in music than Travis Scott? Which, by the way, I'm hearing that they will get get back together. So that's so bad. It's bad. I don't, you know, care for them together. But anyways, that was just such a... I needed to put that in there, you guys, because it is something that is an earworm that has been in all of our ears. And speaking of earworms, have any of you guys that listened to the first episode, has this been in your mind at all? Come on, be my baby tonight. And come on, be my baby tonight. Ah. Uh, I heard from a lot of you guys this week 
that uh, you were really upset at me that uh, I brought that up and that it's uh, been in your minds. Um, but I need to start this episode with a huge thank you to you guys. You made the launch week so, so, so successful beyond my wildest dreams. I really was shocked at how many people listened, how many people passed it around, how many people left reviews. It uh, made my cold black heart um, feel very, very good. And this was something I think I mentioned in the first episode I was so nervous about. And you know you have that, I don't know if you guys have this, but I sometimes... I mean, every day I have this gremlin or we call it the gremlin or, you know, in therapy or life coaching, we call it the gremlin. And it just, it's every negative voice in your head all at once. And it is with me so much. Um, so much of the time I'm telling myself I suck. I shouldn't do something. I should just lay in bed and continue to watch TV. Um, don't do anything with your life. It's always there. And I have to I had to work so hard to combat that voice. Um, but even, I remember even like, a, you know, a couple days before the podcast was going to launch, I was like, ah, you shouldn't even put this out. You shouldn't do that. And even with the second episode, I was like, you know what? First up, one episode is good. Let's leave on a high note. One episode is good. But I think I always fight that gremlin. I don't know if you guys do that as well, but um, you sure really shut that gremlin's effing voice up with uh, all the positive things that you sent me and wrote to me. And I just think, I just, huge thank you. Um, speaking of that, a little business out of the way. Oh, first off, if you guys are listening right now and you don't know who the heck I am, my name is Ryan Bailey. Um, I love pop culture. I love reality shows. This is the podcast that focuses on everything that we kind of love to hate. Maybe a lot of things that are cringeworthy, but we're going to be getting into recaps of reality shows, uh, stars, movies, music. It is such a smorgasbord. Today, I am so lucky. We are so lucky to have one of my favorite people in the podcasting genre and just my favorite people genre, Mr. Danny Pellegrino. So we'll be getting to him in a couple minutes, um, but I want to get a couple pieces of business out of the way. This is a supersized episode. I usually try not to have these episodes. I don't want them over an hour and a half today. We have to throw that rule out the window because I just had too much good stuff and I didn't want to wait a week to play the 90 day fiance interviews. And I just had so much to get to. And I'm just so excited to be finally doing this. So please, uh, forgive me, bear with me. Um, just, you know, maybe go on an extra walk and listen to it, maybe take a long drive, but I had too much good stuff this week that I wanted you guys to listen to this week. So I will put timestamps on this. So if you're reading on an Apple podcast or on any of these other, um, places, you should be able to read when Danny starts, when the 90 day interview starts, if you want to skip around, of course, I would love it if you listen to the whole thing. So just wanted to make that announcement up top. Okay. I do need your support on a couple things. Subscribe if you have not on any. You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at SoBadIt'sGood3. Our Instagram handle is SoBadIt'sGood with Ryan Bailey. And I don't know, the people that have followed me this week, I've put on a lot of fun stuff that I talked about in last week's episode, uh, like Countess Luann's performance, DJ James Kennedy's drunken rap of 50 Cent's uh, It's Your Birthday. It is worth the follow. I'm going to keep putting it. It turns out I've done so many weird things in my life. And I have, uh, since I always have my phone on me, I have a lot of them um, recorded. And uh, please email me at um, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. I want to know your so bad it's good moments. I want to know the things that have like made you look at them with like your hands over your face, the car crashes that you have slowed down to watch. I want to know all of these things. I want to dig in. Um, also on that note, 
if you have been blocked by one Mr. Jax Taylor, I want to hear your stories. I want to believe you. I do believe you, actually. Let's heal together. Email me your stories. Email me anything that you would want me to cover, people that you would want me to interview. So many people reached out this week about things like that, and I was just like, whoa, this is Really, really cool. Um, also, uh, please, if you, on top of subscribing, please rate and review. It really does help my placement, especially on Apple Podcasts. Um, just give it a five-star review. If you don't like it, please just walk on. Bye. So, this week, a couple of things that happened before we get into Danny. Um, I did something so, so incredible this week. And it actually is because of Mr. Danny Pellegrino. He let me um, uh, go as his assistant to a 90-day fiancé TLC press event, a mixer, if you will, uh, for podcasters, for, uh, you know, even Jerry O'Connell was there. So amazing. And I got to meet Darcy. I got to meet Tim. And I got interviews with them. I'm going to play them after Danny's episode. Do you guys like longer podcast episodes or shorter podcast episodes? Let me know. This uh, I'm still learning at all of this. So I went to a TLC mixer, and we'll get into all the insanity that that was, but it really felt like a Make-A-Wish Foundation thing for me personally. Um, if you go to my personal Instagram, at RyanBailey25, you'll see a picture of me and my new love, Darcy, and me and my stylish brother, Tim, Um they were both both amazing in completely separate ways to talk to. Um, other things that happened this week. I still have not been blocked by Jax, and I was so scared because people were tagging me and stuff. It was I was very scared that Jax was going to find it and just, like, block me, but he did not, thankfully. So I am still safe on the Jax block front. But I don't know who did it, but somebody told my mom how to download podcasts because I got a review from my mom this week. Um, for the most part, positive. She says she loves me, that she hopes I get help. No, she said she loves me, and she, she used, even used the word, I love your content. And she doesn't even watch these shows, so that's a good sign. I do think it does have something to do with her being my mother. But, um, yeah, she uh, so she found out how to download. So I'm very scared about that. Mom, I apologize in advance if I spill any family secrets. Mom, I'm glad you're listening. We will um, we'll learn to get over this together. And also, she is actually helping me in negotiations to get my nephew on this podcast, which we are so close. We are so close to brokering a deal for my nephew to come on this show. So guys... Uh, I have my spritzer here. Today, I did not have Diet 7-Up or Diet Sprite to put into my box of Pinot Grigio Trader Joe's wine. I've been told um, that's a horrible wine to get uh, by one of my internet friends, and I, I, I'm on a budget, you guys. Trader Joe's wine seems to be the wine that fits my budget at this time. And I also, instead of Diet 7-Up, which I didn't have, I have a little bit of low-calorie lemonade from Trader Joe's. So it's a a spritzer that's box wine with low-calorie lemonade. I've never said I'm a man of style or class, but uh, this is what I have in front of me. I have my money and success house of intuition candles lit in front of me. I have my sir candle in front of me, so I am ready to go. So like I said, this is a jam-packed show. We are going to get right into it. So last week, I said we were going to have a segment called Douchebag of the Week, and we are here. 
Yes, that is the intro for Douchebag of the Week. I can think of no one better to smash together on that than Kanye West Runaways and Limp Biscuit. surprisingly enough, had a song called Douchebags. Let's have a toast for the douchebags. My Douchebag of the Week this week goes to somebody very very special. You might know him as Hawkeye from the Avengers movies, um, but that honor is going to go today to Mr. Jeremy Renner. Um, also, as I spoke about in the first episode, I am in love with the Daily Mail. Uh, the Daily Mail uh, uncovered some shocking news this week. Um, now, the, all of this is alleged, you guys. I'm not saying if this is true or false, but if it is true, he definitely is my douchebag of the week. So this article says the Daily Mail has uncovered some shocking new evidence in the Jeremy Renner case. Here's the latest details. Three women have come forward claiming Jeremy Renner left baggies of drugs around the house, engaged in sex parties, and had an X-rated Snapchat account. In court filings obtained by DailyMail.com, ex-girlfriend Carmen Orford, 26, said she witnessed Renner leave lines of cocaine with his, within his daughter Ava's reach. Orford, who met Renner on Instagram, said he allegedly set up a Snapchat account using his daughter's initials purely to send and receive naked pictures. A Snapchat message sent by Renner and seen by DailyMail.com reads, quote, amazing, love that ass. You ever done Molly? Question mark. He added, may do some tonight. End quote. Former nanny Naomi Moore also claimed the 48-year-old would get drunk every night and routinely throw loud parties that affected Ava's sleep. Renner's ex-wife, Sony, Sonny Pacheco, 28, filed for sole custody of their six-year-old daughter last week, claiming he cannot look after their child. Now, you guys, that sounds horrible. First off, isn't Snapchat just created to send nude pictures? I, I, is, that, I, is it used for other things? But it does... It does um, Okay, so a lot of this is horrifying. I never said I'm a great person, you guys. I do find some of this sickly, weirdly, uh, interestingly. Like, like who? I mean, like, could you imagine being added to Jeremy Render's private nude Snapchat account? Like, hey, could I add you to a group? It's very private, and it's, uh, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, I'd like you to send me pictures of your butts and boobs, and I'd like to send weird comments about how I love the look of your ass. Like, Jeremy Renner is 48 years old. I do have a Jeremy Renner story, you guys. This I actually can vouch for. So I used to run a nightclub back in the day, like another lifetime ago, in my 20s, and it was like one of, it was like a little bit of a celebrity hotspot, but this is even before... Jeremy Renner was a full-on, he was a working actor, but he had not done the Hurt Locker yet or anything that kind of, you know, drove him up to fame. And he was friends with one of my bartenders. And we had a, uh, a band night, and he came in to check out my buddy's band playing. And I was introduced to him, and he was wearing eyeliner. And I remember he had black nail polish on, but like on like a couple different fingers. And he, he was another one of those guys that was wearing tons of bracelets and necklaces. And I was just like, I remember laughing. I just remember laughing because I knew of Jeremy Renner. I got to find out, but there was a reality show. I don't know if it ever came out, but I remember seeing that Jeremy Renner was like, it was a reality show based on actors coming to LA and like them making it. And Jeremy Renner was one of the reality people on that. I got to find out what that is again. Um, but he was on that and he was so cocky, like extremely cocky. And most actors have, like most actors seem to have that cocky gene. I do not have that, which is probably why I'm not a super successful actor. But like, even when I met him that night, he was like, what's up? 
And he was like a very, very big drinker, uh, which is fine. That's great. But I just remember um, taking note of like, wow, this, he was acting like a, you know, the people that act like a celebrity before they're a celebrity. He was very much in that kind of like, I'm a big deal. Check me out phase. And I just like, you know, the people that wear those outfits where you're like, oh, he must want to be looked at. It was, it was, I just, that was like burned into my memory. So when he did actually become famous uh, and got nominated for the Oscar for the Hurt Locker, um, I, I remember just going, holy crap. But this story is bad enough and makes you such a douchebag on so many levels, even if it's just, even if this is just mudslinging in the courts. He just, to me, looks like a douche. But then when I started going down a Jeremy Renner rabbit hole, I found out that Mr. Jeremy Renner has a solo album that came out uh, in the past couple of months. Now, most, <laughs> you gotta love when actors become, um, they want, <laughs> they always, once they become famous, they're like, you know what, but I really wanna do, I really wanna be a musician. And Jeremy Renner was one of those people. He has always had his roots in music. Uh, Jeremy Renner is leading up to the launch of his album, and he's had some missteps on the launch. Uh, he created a Jeremy Renner app that was supposed to kind of be like a social media, uh, kind of like a Facebook or a Twitter. It was like the Jeremy Renner app, and it was a new way to communicate with your friends, but like too many people <laughs> caught onto it, and like you had to like buy credits to send to people, and people started making it a, an extreme joke. So Jeremy Renner had to shut down the Jeremy Renner app. And it was um, it was a huge thing this summer. Um, Jeremy Renner app, rest in peace. But Jeremy Renner, so the first single he released is a single called Heaven Don't Have a Name by Jeremy Renner. And the uh, let me paint a picture. The album cover for this is him sitting in a smoky car. It almost looks like he's like asphyxiating himself, like in a garage, like he's trying to hurt himself. But he's actually staring out with those uh, piercing Jeremy Renner stare. And this is classified as rock by Apple Music. Um, I don't think it's necessarily rock. Here are some of the customer reviews. There's only 33 ratings. It's at a four star. Um, first one, first review, Renner is kicking it. Second review, this song sounds like what it feels like to get spat on by a Republican. That's a form of music. Um, I wouldn't classify it as rock is another one. Uh, another one is why is this here? Why is he making the sounds? Don't make any more sounds. Um, another, this is a positive one. Heaven Don't Have a Name is hot. The beaten lyrics are so smooth. I jam all your songs at my house parties. My family and I usually listen to R&B, R&B blues, jazz, hip-hop, some rock and country. You are no in our... You are no in our top most listened to. You are now in our top most listened to artists, I think, what this person means. And then it says peace and soul. Peace and soul. Peace. I think it's peace and soul, but they miswrote that. Um, fresh, on point, overall amazing vocals. Uh, who would have thunk this shit is this great? One person says, my favorite Avenger sings. Mine would have been Mark Ruffalo if he has an album coming out. Um, wow, love it. Um, it's no surprise he can sing, but the song was better than I expected. He must feel like he's back in high school creating music. I can't, that sounds like a troll comment. Um, this one is good. Listen, 
Yeehaw, this was kind of a banger. I had to buckle my Costco chicken into its car seat because the ride was too fire. I like Costco. Chris Evans gave me a sample of his chicken. So, yeah, that chicken I buckled up was from Chris. Thanks, man. But, yeah, the song's just okay. Whew. Well, that was... Um, that was some reviews, but I want you guys to hear a little Renner and see what you guys think. So this is a song called Believer by Jeremy Renner. It's from the Arctic Dogs soundtrack. I don't know what that is. Um, here's a clip right here. Hit me! Been playing by the rules, but they don't apply to me. They always say I don't belong. And people always told me that just trying to prove them wrong Just let me get on my feet Cause I got something that you need I wanna make you a believer I'm on my way I won't be late I wanna make you a believer Carry the way Make you believe it Wow Legitimate chills, you guys. That that was heavy. That was a lot. Um, no wonder he potentially did all those harmful things in his life because you can tell listening to that song, there is a darkness there. Um, but yet at the same time, I think maybe I want to be a believer. And hey, this is a song that, you know, my parents would dig or if you had it on one of those you know, um, easy listening stations, you'd be like, "Mm, this is kind of jamming. Maybe my parents would think it was jamming. I think, sorry, mom. Um, but, uh, the fact that it's Jeremy Renner adds that little chef's kiss that you're like, Oh my God, this is Jeremy Renner rocking out. I love it. Let me walk you through some of the believer lyrics of what you just heard. Uh, been playing by the rules, but they don't apply to me. They always say, I don't belong. People always told me that I'd never mean a thing. I'm just trying to prove them wrong. Woohoo. Ooh, ooh. Just let me get on my feet. Ooh, ooh. Because I got something that you need. I want to make you a believer. I'm on my way. I won't be late. I want to make you a believer. Carry the weight, make you believe it. So, yeah, I mean, that's Lennon McCartney right there. Jeremy Renner, hats off for being the first douchebag of the week of So Bad It's Good. Uh, We will stay in touch with Mr. Jeremy Renner and his music stylings. I will also upload a clip of his video to our Instagram page this week, so please follow along. So, you guys, the main event What you have all been waiting for, you might have skipped ahead. If not, the time has come. Now, uh, this this man is a hero to me. He, to me, is, I, I called him the Tom Hanks of podcasting, and I truly, truly believe that because you will not find a finer man out there, a nicer man out there, somebody that I feel, um, is just kind of one of those people that are blessed that everybody likes him. And, In that, you almost forget 
how insanely funny he is because he's so nice. But this guy is a killer of comedy. If you look at his Instagram page, if you listen to his podcasts, um, his book with uh, Ariana Maddox and Tom Sandoval, uh, Fancy AF Cocktails, is coming out in December. I urge you to order it. Um, it's only like $17 on Amazon. We talk about that in this interview. But uh, I am so thankful and, and lucky to have him as uh, my first official guest. So without further ado, Mr. Danny Pellegrino. Okay, guys, this is so exciting. Um, I wanted my first guest to be somebody that inspires me, um, somebody that makes me laugh, somebody that knows pop culture to a T, somebody that is inspiring in the reality show field, and so I have picked none other than Mr. Danny Pellegrino. Ryan, I'm so excited to be here, and I love you so, so much. I'm so excited that you're doing this podcast, and I'm so honored to be your guest, and what an intro. Well, <laughs> well, the, the great thing about this day specifically is that uh, this is a Thursday, you guys. I don't know when it will be released, but yesterday was Danny's birthday, which happened Happy birthday. Thank you. But also, today, I don't know if you know this, that Reba's sitcom premiered 18 years ago uh, today. What an anniversary, Ryan. <laughs> and it's Happy Jessica Simpson Thursday <laughs> that you do on your Instagram. <laughs> and it's National Mental Health Day, which you've already... Uh, I want to talk about your live show in a second, but I think this is like the best day to do this. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. I mean, what? So many anniversaries, so many things that we have to talk about, so much pop culture to dive into. Uh, first of all, I would just want to say that I love Reba McIntyre, and I met her in Vegas once, and I basically chased her around the forum shops. <laughs> I saw your Did Instagram. You I, was like, I remember was like your Instagram. <laughs> it was kind of like a not posed Instagram. Very, very rough stuff. It was just me chasing her around. The, I was like, there she is in the forum. She was walking through. I was like, I have to say because I love her so so much and so I assumed that she would like stop when I said hello because she wasn't she didn't seem like she didn't have a lot of people around I don't know maybe I should have left her alone but I thought how can I let this opportunity pass so I just walked we like did an Aaron Sorkin walk and talk and it was like I just was confessing my love to her and she refused to stop but I still loved it but she still talked to you right <laughs> she did sort of and by talk I mean brushed me off <laughs> By talk, she brushed me away, but I loved her nonetheless. I love her. I think, like, this is what I, I love about you, and, and this is what I, I think all of us as a community that, that, that watch these shows and listen to this music, it's, it's so bad, it's good. It really is like, I mean that with all my heart, is that it, it might not be openly embraced by the entire world, but the people that do love all of these things love it passionately, and, and I guess with a little humor, but also just a real love. Right. Right. Um, you know, I, it, my show is called Everything Iconic, and the reason why I named it Everything Iconic is because I was online one day, and Britney Spears had posted a picture of corn. And I, forgive me, I've told this story before, but she pissed posted a Google image corn on the cob. Like it was just, it sure, wasn't yeah. like her own corn. It was just like, you know how Britney will randomly post like any, anything, yes, yes, a minion meme, yes. like a screenshot from Google images, whatever. Anyway, she posted this corn and I saw people commenting on it. Iconic, iconic, iconic. And I think there's two ways to look at it. It's like, yes, it's ridiculous that people are saying this corn on the cob picture was iconic. Like it is not, <laughs> it is not that. But what I love that from the flip side of it was like people were embracing this because they love her and it's just a celebration of nonsense and and I like that idea that it's like 
this is just an escape for people, and it's it's something that made that corn on the cob picture made people happy. So like any yeah. of this pop culture stuff that we do know it's silly, and I think most people get the humor behind it, and and but I think you could still embrace it in a. In a in a real, real way. way, this is just uh, yeah. this is just as much art to me as actual like a painting in a museum. Like Simon Van Kempen in red leather pants <laughs> singing like "I Am Real" to me actually means something. And if I think about it when I'm walking down a street, I will automatically smile. Makes you smile. And exactly. That's all that we all need some laughs and some smiles these days, especially. So let's embrace it. All. Yes. Um, real quick, some business out of the way. You are also uh, an author, actually, and um, you you ghost wrote a book with. Uh, Two of my favorite people, Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox. Um, uh, it's fancy as fancy, fancy AF, AF cocktails. So yes, it's a cocktail book. It's out December third, and I hope everyone orders it and and loves it because I love it, and I think it turned out so so good. I can't wait for people to see it. I ordered two co- pre-ordered two copies. It's only seventeen dollars and forty nine cents on Amazon. It is the perfect Christmas gift. It's such a great gift. Christmas gift. If anyone who likes Vanderpump Rules, it's so. Fun and silly, and there's amazing recipes. They created these cocktails. You know them. They, they're like legit cocktail. I know that we don't really see it on the. We sort of laugh at their cocktail making on the show, but I promise. No, it's it's good. I was like, I was shocked even like even after we were working on it, I was like, oh my god, this is they're amazing. He, I mean, I just we've talked about Sandoval before. I he he brings me so much joy because he's exactly the passionate person you see on that show in real life. Like I was out with uh, Logan last week, and we wound up at karaoke at Rocco's over in Santa Monica and like Tom was just there by himself to sing karaoke and he was killing it he went up like three or four times but then he saw us and he was like yes yes and then he was like buying drinks and he was coming over he was giving advice he was saying like you know he was saying back in the day when he was single he's like you never want to you never want to square off with a lady you want to go to the side go to the side and talk to a lady it was it was he's incredible just genuine and yeah i just love I love them. Um, and okay. I can't wait for people to see this book. I hope everyone pre-orders it because it's great. And the pictures are amazing and everyone should do it. Yeah, I wish they were a better looking couple. I mean, that's it the was, only... Wait, Ryan, I was there when they were doing the photo shoots because we there was like a whole week where we were shooting the pictures for the book. And I was just uh, there watching and I was taking... I was doing stuff for the book while they were shooting. But I was seeing like they're such great... They're so fucking gorgeous. <laughs> Like, yeah, it was like shocking. It's really. It's I mean, not. The, uh, it shouldn't be shocking, but they were they're beautiful people. And Tom showed me his modeling book, where he like had from back in the day. It was like the most stunning photos from Vogue, and they never talk about that on the show. But he was like a legit a model, high fashion model. Well, he's so nice that you forget he's extremely good looking. Like most extremely, extremely good looking people, they. No offense to anybody listening, that, but like they, they don't usually really have to work super hard. And like Tom is passionate about everything. <laughs> um, oh, also, fun fact: you are my first guest, and on Rosie O'Donnell's show, who you love, her first guests were George Clooney, Tony Braxton, and Susan Lucci. I miss the Rosie O'Donnell show every single day of my life. I, I miss it. it I was, mean, that's I, every day after school. I would watch with my grandmother. Would watch me after school, and I love that show so much. Um, how was visiting the View? Now you are another huge proponent of. Not, I mean, just a fan of the View, and, and you proponent posted, of it. You talk about it all the time, but on your Instagram, I think us as like fans of yours saw you there, and it was a victory for us. Oh my god, thank you! I love the View so so much. I watch every night before bed on Hulu. I love it, and I find it relaxing. Which I know it's just people yelling at each other, but it was so exciting. There, it was a little bit of a bummer because Joy is my favorite, and she wasn't there that day. She she was out sick. Yeah. And so the executive producer, Brian, he like 
he was the one who got me the tickets and he came over before the show and he's like, I got some bad news. And I was like, Oh my God, what? Like it sounded really serious. He's like, joy's out sick. And I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> but that said, it was still really wonderful because Meredith Vieira was there. She was a guest on the show. And so then after the show, I got to go on the stage and like meet them. Uh, and everyone was so wonderful. And I, did a little thing for their social media account and it was just really fun and I just love the show. It was nice to see it in person. Yeah. Um, uh, I talk about the Bravo cinematic universe, like the Marvel cinematic universe and every superhero has an origin story. How did you get to this point as a podcaster? Oh, I thought we were still talking about the view. I'm like, this is how I started loving the view. No, <laughs> which by the way, I think this is why couldn't you be on the view? Why oh, is wait. this not a leapfrog to something like that? You know, I think the view doesn't necessarily work with men. They've tried it. There's been some times where they've had like Mario Cantone or, or even a bunch of men have filled in. They used to do something called guy day or Friday. I think it was called. And on Fridays they would have a male co-host and it just never works properly. And I don't know what it is. It's like men are on TV enough. It's like nice to just have a panel of women giving their point of views. But it, that said, I would love to do it. If they, would you ever like, consider a panel show in some like, yeah, I would love, yeah, I would love it. I think those shows are really hard though, because you're the whole job is to give your point of view, which is alienating part of the audience. Whereas most people on TV or in film, their job is not to give their specific point of view. Their job is to be an actress or a singer. And then, of course, they do speak up for issues that they're passionate about, but they can pick and choose. Whereas on a show like that, specifically The View, which is so political, it's it, there. people are just alienating a lot of the audience. And so you see online, I'm always so fascinated by like the, the fan groups because it's like people hate Joy or people hate Megan or people hate, you know, and that's part of the gig is that people are going to hate you. And I don't know if I could handle that part of it because I'm so sensitive that that would be tough for me. I would be like, there's always a co-host that's really nice. Like right now it's Abby. It was Sarah Haynes before where it's their job is to be the nice one. Kind of like the, yeah. the young In fact, mom. I listened to the audio book of the view because of you. Uh, yeah, it's so good. That book is so good. It's Ladies great. Punch. It's fantastic. But the, uh, there's always that role. So that would be the role I would want to take just because I think it would just be very hard for me. I don't know if I can handle all the, the criticism. Um, yeah, I mean, so you even mentioned that mentioned that in uh, when I was asking for advice about this of just not, I mean, not warning me about the haters, but making me aware that they exist. Yeah, it's it's a really struggle for me, and I, I am trying to be better about it. But it's it's hard because people will always give their opinions, and I love Instagram, and people will DM me, and I love chatting with people. It's so fun, and I think there there's such a great stuff that comes out of that. But on the flip side, there's also people that will reach out and tell you things that it's like, you can't change, you know, you something about your voice or your laugh or your this or that. Or, and those are the things it's like you want to take constructive criticism. But then when somebody says something that you can't change or, or that's just your personality or, or who you are, you know, it's like, okay, well, I don't know how to change that. And then it just makes you that it makes me feel bad. And I know it's just something to get over, but it's, it's, it's hard. hard. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you suffer from anxiety or depression, like uh, I find that hard. I was talking about this with Hannah yesterday, actually about Twitter and how it's like, as much as we love it, it's such a destructive force at times and you can't seem to put it down. Mm -hmm. And it's like this weird, I don't know. It's just like this weird psychological thing. And it seems like it gets worse. Right. Right. And if you're sensitive, you take on those emotions a lot of times or some, I, I certainly do. So it's like, if I hop online and it's like, everyone is in hysteria over something rightfully so, whether it's something political or whatever, I will find that I'll take on those emotions 
and it's hard for me to shake them off. Yeah. yeah. Um, you just did recently two live shows, one in LA, one in New York. I was, um, at the LA one. I Thank was guffawing. Wait, I was like the Joker in that thing. I was like, oh, ah, nice. uh, it's so nice to see you right on the right. And I was like, Brian, <laughs> I was like just throwing the panties on the stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, how was that for you? That was really hard for me. And I said at the show, because I used to perform all the time and I did you were groundlings, sketch and ske- yeah. stand up and. And I used to be more comfortable about it. And it, granted, it was like very tiny venues. It wasn't like, well, I, getting back into it, it was something that was just like mentally challenging for me. Like I didn't know that I, I didn't think I'd ever perform again after a certain point. And yeah. then be, the podcast sort of took on this life of its own. And then the opportunity presented itself to do these live shows. And it was like, I couldn't say, I didn't want to say no, but it was just a struggle for me to get back on stage. And I was so nervous and, and stressed about it and they went really well, but I, I was hard. It was challenging in that way. I know you had mentioned that before. And so I was waiting for you to come out and kind of be shaky and you came out and you delivered one of the best opening monologues that I, I mean, it was just very meaningful about actually mental health, about kind of your story about, uh, where, how you got to that point. And I thought it was like, it had that, so it was like immediately touching, and then it, the rest of the show was just hysterical. And what I love loved about it, and I felt like this was a little bit of the Countess Luann thing, was just everybody was like wanting it. Everybody was like there around people that love the same thing, and you feel that in the room. Did yeah, you feel the, that? Oh yeah, yeah. The audience was just so amazing, and I did feel comfortable after at the first after the first ten minutes or so. I felt great, but the beginning I was just so nervous but everyone was so supportive and wonderful and I know I talk about mental health and stuff a lot and I think some people probably roll their eyes and think it's exhausting and whatever but I still hear from people all the time that go through similar things and so I always try to talk about it just because I know that for me when I was at my worst point it always would help me when I would hear somebody else going through similar things and and so I try to bring it up all the time. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it because somebody that does therapy and is, you know, antidepressants, it re- actually really is very inspiring to hear. But, uh, and also that opening montage uh, that you showed before you came out was one of the best pieces of pop culture itself that I've ever seen. Oh my God, yeah. So for your listeners, I like, my boyfriend and I, we edited together just clips of iconic things and it's only going to be at the live show so it didn't play on the episodes if people listened um, to the episodes, but there was just like a video montage and we actually added stuff to the to it for New York after the first show. But yeah, it's just clips from everything in pop culture, like housewives stuff. And then also any, anything on TV or film. And, and it seemed great. It was like, it was jazz. Like it was like <laughs> the rolling laughter and then it would hit you with another thing. It was like, just awesome. That was thanks to my boyfriend. He was the maestro of that. Cause he, I would like send him clips and then he was putting it together just so brilliantly. Um, uh, uh, what was your question though? We have to go back to okay, it. my origin just, what, what story. Was your origin story? Hero, Cause I'm wearing a superhero. I mean like how did you get into like, I know you were uh, a comic, a sketch comic, a writer, but how did podcasting start coming into play? Oh my gosh. So it was actually related to mental health because I was going through this depression time and that was when I was like, I'm never performing again. I'm done getting on a stage because I just, I got in this, really bad place. And then a friend was like, you should do podcasting because you could perform without leaving your house. So you can just do it from your bed or whatever. <laughs> Not that I don't do it from my bed, but by the way, I just want to point that. out we are in Danny's bed right now. It's Nothing very wrong nice. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds actually like a great idea for a show. Just like laying in bed. Sounds okay wonderful. guys, this is over. I got to write back to the drawing board. But, uh, so then I, yeah, I, I thought, 
I would do it something about Bravo Housewives because that's what I was doing on my Instagram account. I was making Bravo memes and stuff. Yeah. And so it just turned into kind of a, a heavy on Bravo, but also dipping into other pop culture stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it was great to be able to do my stupid little bits and jokes from privacy of my home. And then to watch it grow and watch everybody kind of relate to it and, 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 and love it. I mean, yeah, it's going to be, it's an been amazing... so fun to, yeah, to um, keep, keep it going. I do want to point out really quickly, we are in Danny's living room and, um, I was going to do an F Mary kill of like home goods, target and TJ Maxx, but I won't do that <laughs> to you. That's the devil's question. Yeah. They, but like you have decorated <laughs> your table beautifully Thank for you. Halloween and you are in the midst of I think your favorite season. Yeah. Well, I say I love every season, but I really, I'm just a holiday junkie. Like I love the, I love Halloween, but then I love Thanksgiving. I love Christmas. So I love them all. Christmas is probably like a little bit more close to my heart, but I love Halloween and I love decorating for it. And yeah, the table, especially I've gotten really into this like tablescape thing, which is it's amazing. So stupid, but it's so fun. I find it so, so much. Fun. Yeah. I always love home. your home good stories and stuff like that of the live, laugh, loves and like scene. And it is, I went on my birthday. I went to Home Goods. That was like my alone. I a just treat to like, yourself. I'm, I went to the airport, one by the airport, which is like a fucking hour away. Wait, but you I was really like, drove by? <laughs> it was sort of accidental because I really didn't know it was that far away. I didn't realize it was like the one by the airport, LAX. But uh, I got there and I was happy I did because it was a much nicer one than the one on Ventura, which is a smaller Home Goods. You know, I'm from Ohio and the Home Goods there are ma- it's mansions. Yeah. They're huge. And I miss that. Um, did you just see Ira Madison? What he just tweeted up to you today oh the, yeah the he, Christmas. He, well because lifetime has announced they're doing like a you know a whole uh month of holiday movies and he thinks that is that is your fault for that i'm so happy that these stations are doing it lifetimes aren't as important to me as hallmark. than hallmark like hallmarks are much better but lifetime i feel like they've they've stepped up their game and they've added a lot more of them and they also do more diverse stories so i do appreciate that about lifetime like they lifetime acknowledges people of color and gay people whereas hallmark does rarely <laughs> hallmark occasionally will have a person of color but it's very rare and it's not enough and hallmark has never acknowledged a gay human being on any of those movies they have 40 coming out this year 40 new hallmark christmas movies and i guarantee you not one of them will have a gay in sight but <laughs> i believe you've tweeted at them about this has, uh, have you gotten any kind of answer on there no and i love the movies so that's it's not coming from a place of like i'm trying to take these down or anything because i will watch every 40 every last one of them this season yeah i'm just saying like let's it's it's uh, just ridiculous now at this point that there's not one not even a supporting girl last season they had one that was like alluded to but it wasn't, it was not explicit. Like and I'm like, come on, just make it explicit. I'm not saying I have to see two guys blowing each other in this movie. <laughs> Which is like a holiday thing, right? I think. Yeah. Uh, that's not what I mean. I just mean like, let's acknowledge that they that we exist. Yeah, I mean, that's representation. I know. I mean, and, but the reason I keep saying it is because I want there to be, uh, you know, either... I would love a gay... Out of those 40, wouldn't it be great if one of them was like a gay love story? Because there are all these Because you don't have to comment. It's not like you have to... like. It's not, it's not like it has to be f- like some kind of comment on society. It's just, yeah, just they happen of, to be gay. Give us one of them. And, and like, so Lifetime does do a great job of like... It's not crazy. It's not like Lifetime is like overly diverse or anything, but it's much better than Hallmark. Yeah. But the movies on Hallmark are much better because they have the formula down pat. It's like they know how to make it perfect. They know what those movies need. And I think Lifetime's learning, but... Um, I'm going to play a little game right now. If you just tell me your first thought when I say these things, okay. uh, Kelly Clarkson, 
uh, queen. <laughs> a moment like this. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget when she won that. When she won that final performance and she screeched, or when the other contestants came on board and Nikki McKibben like yeah, yeah, yeah. took over the microphone and we were forced to hear her sing a moment like this for just a brief moment. Remember how big that show was that first season? How it grew in viewership by the end? It was Loved this it. like like gigantic thing. I was one of the people who was obsessed with American Idol too. Those first maybe seven years-ish yep. before Simon left. And then I got into it again when Mariah was there. But I, it was like sports for me at that time. Like I remember, I was on, I was on uh, leagues where we would vote on performance and stuff like that. Because who was? I think my last season was the the kid uh, that had the that sang Imagine that had the hearing uh, in one. He was a cute little David Archuleta. Yes, David yeah. Archuleta. Right. Yeah. Did I just him really... and David? David Cook and David Archuleta. That yeah. was yeah. David Cook was the more alternative. <laughs> yeah. I think I loved. Uh, I love the Adam Lambert, Chris Allen season, but all of them. I mean, I. The I show that brought us Daughtry. And Kelly Clarkson that season, she did that stuff like that there. Remember the big band number she did? Yes. That was when I fell in love with her. I remember yes. I fell in love with Kat, uh, Catherine McPhee that once when she did the Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Ugh, so that, I, like That's like burned into my memory. How um, disgusting that we as a nation voted Taylor, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Taylor. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, the, the, with the white hair, with What's the like Taylor? Taylor. People are yelling. He <laughs> was Taylor like, Hicks. Yes, yeah. um, Taylor Hicks. We voted him instead of Catherine McPhee. Come on. I think. Yeah. I mean. Um, okay. Uh, Darkwing Duck. Oh, my favorite. It's my absolute favorite cartoon as a child. And I wrote a fe- Darkwing Duck feature film that I just wrote for fun, like an updated. And I wish it would get made. Uh, Channing Tatum. I love him so small. All of these things are just my favorite thing. I know, that's what I... You know, it's interesting. We... Channing Tatum... I think we're going to talk about this. Yes. With, uh, but I love Channing Tatum so, so much. And I always go back to in my head his Sony email hacks where yes. his emails... Everyone else's emails were just like really problematic and stuff. But Channing's were just so nice and fun. I love movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I love... And I think he's beautiful. And even when he's not as beautiful as he used to be, he's still beautiful to me. Shane from OC. Uh, the worst. I uh, mean... Trash. <laughs> gross. Not... Uh, just the worst. He failed I, the bar. I hate him. I mean, and he just... And what I hated uh, a couple episodes ago when the Vegas episode, when he came in with his leather jacket to surprise her. Oh, and it was it. like... He, it was like... It looked like bad to the bone should be playing underneath <laughs> it. Like, buh, 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 bad. He wanted to be so cool. Like, he, he reminded me of uh, Michelle from Full House. Remember when she was really little? <laughs> and they put her in like that... That outfit, like the motorcycle outfit. Well, it was like 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 Sandy from Greece. You know, I'd like tell me about it, stud. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's just the worst. And also, that was such a weird thing that like Emily was just performing for her father-in-law. Like that was he shouldn't have went. The father-in-law should not have been at that show. He should have went somewhere else. Oh, you always say justice for people, but justice for Emily. I feel like yeah, she like is like a good. And that reminds one of the first times I actually hung out with you was when we did that ropes course in OC. Um, uh, we and- did the ropes course that they did on the show last season and we met emily and gina at the quiet woman and then remember shannon came in accidentally and saw them and gave the dirtiest look shannon was so fucking rude that day and then she came over and i was trying to secretly film it and she caught me and she gave me the nastiest like shannon from that moment on like i was always like making fun of her but like she scared me like i was like oh she would not like, she shot me the dirtiest look. Yes, yeah, she... I remember there was another podcaster that, like, organized the event. Troy. Yeah, Troy yeah. Turner, yeah. And he's wonderful, but he... I guess, like, Shannon thought I was the one who organized the it or something. Because yeah. somebody had, like, told... I, I don't know. So I had heard she, like, said something really nasty about me, and I was like, that wasn't even me. Like, that was... <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, she was like so rude to everyone. That whole group, she was like very not nice to. It is and she crazy. refused to like come in at one point because she said she didn't. She, she shook. She shook. She them didn't off. do podcasts or something. Yeah, she and said, was, which is a bullshit thing. Like I, when she said that, and I've heard that from other people too before. I won't name names, but other reality stars who won't do podcasts, and it's like. What the fuck? Gwyneth Paltrow has a podcast. You're telling me if she came up to you and was like, "Come do my podcast." Like, it's not. It's 2019. These. It's not a medium that's going away. No. In fact, I feel like it's increasing. Yeah, it's um, a weird thing, especially for someone like Shannon to say. What was so funny to being in that situation uh, is that you immediately feel. It's like a virtual reality thing where you're immediately pulled into an episode of Real Housewives of OC. When I saw Shannon give that look, it was the creepiest moment of VR that I've ever experienced where I'm like, I'm watching an episode right now. Cause then Emily and Gina were like, she hates us. She hates us. She's going to talk bad about us. And I felt like I was like the friend of character. Right. Cause I was like, you guys are great. What do you mean? You know, yeah. it was so weird. Emily and Gina were both so nice that day. That was their first they were season. Great. Yeah. They were the nicest. They like were laughing with us. They were not, cause there was a bunch of listeners there and they were nice to all of us. Right. And Emily's from Ohio too, which I always appreciate cause I'm from Ohio and I, so I feel like I have that connection with uh, Fofty scandal. I love all the Fofty stuff, and I want him to get a job at Sir and just get a confessional. And I want Fofty to be on that show because I feel like that's what we're missing. Um, I don't think I, I'm curious to see. Speaking of Vanderpump Rules, like how much of Lala we're going to get this season? I'm feeling like a lot of the cast members we're going to get like much less from than normal. Yeah, I did. I, I tweeted this this weekend, and you had commented on oh, that. Wait, was yeah, that yeah. I was at that. Such an idiot. I was at this like party and it's not even a reality show party. It's like just he knows one of my good friends and I always Who, make, you're a producer from a Manor producer from Manor Pump. No, like is, has been best friends with one of my friends since they were kids. And I've now done this at like four different parties with him where I'll just like get up there and I just, I try to be cool. Of like, Hey, I love Vanderpump Rules. And then I just like pepper him with suggestions sure. and stuff. And this time like I, I like interrupted him talking to somebody else, and, well, and I was like, your... "This guy, producer of Vanderbump, huh?" <laughs> and like, what about it? Like, I was like, and then, and then <laughs> you're she, a journalist now, Ryan. She was like, she was like, "Yeah, it's really cool." And I was like, "Did you tell him? Did you tell her how hard it is to edit all the new characters in?" I was trying to get information, and it was so bad. And I was like, "When's that trailer?" But hit, he buddy? got he, you got him information. I did get yeah. Supposedly the trailer comes out at BravoCon. That worries me though because that means the show's not going to premiere till January normally. And I brought the I was just on Stassi's podcast. I just recorded it. A couple Are you days kidding ago. me? No, and I brought this up to her. Because I was curious what this means. I brought up the trailer thing to her, and she said she doesn't know. But I was like, what's going on? My friend Ryan was just with the producer and said it's premiering at BravoCon. So I brought this up to her to try to get more answers. Was Bo in the room? Because Bo knows me from acting class from back in the day. We used to be – I have a really funny story about Bo where he used to – he got busted by my boss in acting class because he had a hard time memorizing lines. So he put an earpiece in – with a tape recorder with his lines on it. And my my boss caught it. He's like, what's in your ear? What are you doing? And he had fed his ears. What in the a, fuck? Do people do that? I know Johnny Depp supposedly does that. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's yeah, Johnny Depp actually like has extras. Like he'll, they'll like tape uh, lines over an actor's face. So if he's looking at a camera, he'll look to the side and it'll have somebody's lines on somebody's. Can you imagine being an extra? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, Marlon Brando I, used to do that. That's too. how I would want to be too, though, because like, I'm not good at memorizing lines. Like I'm great. Just, I like to improvise and get out or 
I need the lines in front of me. <laughs> what do you? Wait, I mean, how deep in ninety day are you at? I, you know, I'm very far behind. Yeah. On ninety day. My boyfriend's watching it, so I'm like aware. I when he's watching it, I'll pop in the room when I hear Darcy. Like I'll she's just hear gold. her. Like she's so gold. You should come with. Oh, 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 remind me to tell you so, something after. Yeah. Uh, but I'll hear her, and I'm very attracted to watching her on television because I think she's a star. Nuts. Yeah. And so I kind of know a little bit about her, but otherwise I don't know what's going I, on this season. She'll be on that show for the rest of her life. <laughs> like, I mean, there, in fact, so I don't want the family Chantel. I want the family Darcy. Like, I, I want know. that spinoff of just Darcy because I'm tired of, like, they know how good she is. So they give, like, they'll give her, like, a three-minute storyline, and they'll put 30 seconds at the front of the show, 30 seconds in the middle, and two minutes at the end. And I'm like, I want it Because they keep Darcy. us wanting more. It is very tricky what they do to us it's, with her. Yeah. Well, that, the reason I bring that up is that I feel like they do that because, like, those poor guys are, like, not actors, and they, you can tell a producer will be like, go in and, and ask them about the secret that, uh, you know, they'll be like, hey, it's a beautiful day we're having. Like, are you holding any secrets for me? <laughs> it's like just bad improv, you yeah, know? Yeah. But you can tell they're real. So, anyways, um, let's get to uh, my new segment, The Bailey Mail. <laughs> Hold for applause. That's just it's so, um, Danny. I'm obsessed with the Daily Mail. I I am on that thing nonstop. It's where I get all of my news. Unfortunately, Um, we're going to go through a couple articles. These are the fun articles, though. Like the Daily Mail gives you the stuff that's crazy. And I would. I don't know. Isn't it run by? Bad people. Yes, I don't it know is. That. It is run. It is. In fact, that when I told somebody that this is what I was going to do, they're like, "You should." I think bad people run that, and I'm like, "It seems like bad people run everything." I I'm know not, it's true. I'm not. I'm not supporting them. As in, I, I mean, I don't think I pay any money to and them. You don't think you pay any money? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm only a subscriber sure. to your Patreon, by the I'm way. By the way, sure. get on Danny's Patreon. Oh, I'll God. make that announcement earlier. Uh, I think, you know, if they are run by bad people, I don't know who it is, but if they are, then on some level, maybe it's you're doing the right thing because you're passing these news stories on so people aren't clicking on the news. Exactly. Hey, guys, come to, the, come to so us for your news. sort of a good thing. They're getting your, the news from you, <laughs> so they're not clicking. That's that's my sound. That's my poll yeah. quote. Um, okay, so this one, this is a softball one. This is exactly for you. So the Daily Mail has an article yesterday. The headline is... In quotes, missing the cuddle machine, Jesse J pines for Bo Channing Tatum as she posts sweet selfie during her R.O.S.E. tour. Danny, do you think Channing Tatum is a cuddle machine? I think he really is. Like, I do find him to, I would love nothing more. I'm not even a cuddler, and I would love nothing more than to cuddle with him. But also, I just want to say about this story is that <laughs> you sent me a few of these stories that it said we were going to maybe talk about, and... Just a few days ago, I was not able to sleep. I was laying in bed, and I got on Instagram, and I was scrolling, and somehow I ended up on Jenna Dewan Tatum's Instagram. And I was scrolling for... I scrolled all the way back, and I was like, Ryan, I'm not even kidding you. I felt like I was almost in tears, because I was thinking... I'm so sad that they like broke up and I'm not in the relationship with them, but I was looking at these old posts. Not yet, but I'm looking at these old posts where they seem so happy together. And then like, I was thinking about the passage of time. (laughs) It was like, this is so (laughs) sad. I was like, I I, I don't know. And then I was thinking about their daughter who at one point in her life is going to be able to Google like, and see all of these images and videos and stuff on Google about her parents when they were together and she probably won't remember them as together because she's still pretty young. So when she's older, she's going to be able to look at all this stuff of how happy they were. And I'm happy that they both moved on to seemingly great relationships. Of course, Jenna is now pregnant with that. That guy, guy, the theater actor. Yeah. And 
it seems like Channing and Jesse J are doing wonderfully, but I was just in a hole. You know how you get in those Instagram holes or like oh, social yeah. media? I was like, well, how did I even get here? Dude, that's crazy because I don't even do that with celebrities sometimes. Sometimes I'll just do it with random people. <laughs> and then you go back and you're like, hey, you got a job at the factory. Yeah, like, how did it I was... get to 2014? I like, know. Like, uh... But that is scary about uh, social media in general, just like that it shows the um, rise of a relationship and the fall of a relationship. And we put that out there for everybody. Like, I don't want to talk about relationships at all on social media anymore because it is so sad. Like what you're saying. I also know this couple that, or I know this guy who was in a couple and he and his boyfriend had been posting every fucking hour, like just everything they did together. He would post like a romantic caption. Then they broke up and he went radio silent for about a year, year and a half. And I just noticed recently he started posting again with the new boyfriend. And I'm like, well, you didn't even learn your lesson? Like, what? <laughs> How did you not learn your lesson? Like, it's one thing to post on a birthday or anniversary or something like that. But he was doing it every day. And, yes, it does live on forever. And then even with the Jenna Dewan stuff, it's like she deleted a lot of them. But then there was still some... And then I was in that place where I was, like, reading into captions. Oh, no. <laughs> it was, like, Channing wasn't even in the picture, but she, like, mentioned him in the caption or something. And it just made me so sad. I love those two together. They seem like they, I will say, compared to other celebrity yeah. couples, I'm looking at you, Ronnie, from Jersey and all that. They, they seem to have handled their breakup with as much class as possible, which says a lot about them. Yeah. I also think that Channing maybe has some, some stuff that he deals with um, mentally yes. Speaking of mental health. Like because from, he was talking about that co-star thing with, like, how are you in my mind? Yeah, there's some stuff there. I, I don't know if we'll ever know the, the, the extent. extent of it. But it, he's briefly touched on the fact that he's suffered from anxiety and depression. And then there's posts that you can see. I don't know if, yeah, where I saw them. But there's stuff. He used to, he was another guy that used to go to my acting studio that I work at. And he, uh, I was not there when he was. But his notes are extremely nice. Okay. Like, there's notes on actors where you're like, yep, you know, or like... Wait, who's got bad notes? Well, I mean, not bad, but like, <clears throat> Anna Nicole Smith, not to, to, you know, she had, like, you know, she had come in and it's like, my boss will type in real time when she meets somebody, you know, and it was, um, it was very much like, um, doesn't seem like she's all here, doesn't seem like she's just looking through me, it feels like, and it was like, she thinks acting is like the way to go, was in Naked Gun 33 and a third, has I been offered a Lifetime movie, and then it was the worst one, not worst, this is the funniest one, was Paris Hilton when she used to come in, this is before, like, it was right around, like, right before the sex tape came out, before Simple Life and all that, and she literally said that, um, her daddy said she would buy, uh, he would buy her a zoo one day. <laughs> and I was like, wow. that's the remake I want to see of We Bought a Zoo right. with Paris Hilton. But uh. I was like, what a Paris Hilton thing to say of like, uh, my dad's going to buy me a zoo one day. Wow. Wow. I want to go through all these notes now. Oh, I, yeah. I want to go through all oh, yeah. of them. Which, by the way, like a lot of the Vanderbilt Rules cast is on there too, actually. And that's how, a little bit of how I know Ariana, who she actually had great notes and like is a great actor. She did some stuff, I think, before. She did that anger management. She, she did other things before. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting with the Vanderpump Rules because it's like the they were all after other things. But then I think when you get on a show like that, it just kind of takes you away from being able to explore a lot of... Well, you get other opportunities, of course, but then... Well, it's such a lottery, what all of us do in this entertainment thing, that like success is success. I mean, if it's on a reality show, if it's like in this day and age, I mean, it's... There's only a couple Daniel Day-Lewis's. There's only 
a couple Kelly Clarksons. There's only, you know, like it, it you got to take it where you can get it nowadays, you know? Right. Um, which I always like laugh about thinking about Daniel Day Lewis if he never made it. Like, would he just be like a commercial actor, like going down to Santa Monica and like auditioning for Target things, you know? Um, okay, this one. Can I tell you that I auditioned for the Lizzie McGuire reboot recently? <laughs> Wait. I haven't told anyone that, and no. I've just been dying to tell someone. Wait. I'm certain I did not get it. I've I coached was, a couple people on the I Lizzie McGuire reboot. It was, it was like a last minute audition, and I wish I would have called you to coach me on it because Dude, any I could have the coaching. But it was, I loved Lizzie McGuire, and so I was like so excited about it. And um, yeah. Wait, was that? Just please tell, tell me someone. the part was like a podcaster. No, it was like her, it was like her friend who. I don't know if these were just sides or if it was the the final script or whatever, but it was her friend in the script who's gay, and he was like a series regular, but he was a gay, and I was so surprised that they would have a series regular that was gay. Yeah, because it's Disney Plus, but it's great. I was super excited about it that they are. I'm really, actually really excited for Disney Plus. I can't like it seems like they have so much good content. Um, the the next article, this whole relationship. I mean, botched Dr. Paul Nass. Uh, how do you Nassif Nassif fifty six ties the knot with fiance Brittany Patikos twenty eight in lavish Santorini ceremony. Now, this article doesn't include the most important part for me, at least was they, they aired this on Watch What Happens Live, is that he sang to her at their wedding. He sang the, um, the song from A Star Is Born. Um, uh, Not Shallow. Was it Shallow? No, it the, wasn't Shallow. Which, which one, one was it? It was um, we'll, We Will Never Why'd Be This. Why'd you do that to me? <laughs> it was the one about the ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was the, um, oh, Always See Me This Way. or uh, The N1. Yes, the, the N1. N1. Which I thought actually was the best song. I, I know it didn't. That was, to me, the bodyguard song of the... Of the soundtrack. I know Shallow got, like, all the hype and stuff. I don't know. Were you... I mean, I was obsessed with The Star is Born. Like, I... And I I love... I fell in love with Bradley Cooper's beard and his voice. I'm like, hey, you know. And it turned out Shallow is the one... I'm, I'm scared at karaoke. That's the one song... I went with the Ramona Facts Girls, and I did that, um, and I sang that with Laura and... I was so proud of myself. Like I did oh it in God, the I voice of like, yes. Hey, I'm taking a look at you. You fucking, you fucking idiot. That's good. Yeah, it was. Like, no, it's. But anyways, I was obsessed with that movie. So the thought of him singing a Star Is Born song what to his bizarre, 28 year old bride was he serious? I didn't see the clip. Was he serious singing, or was it like completely? Playful? No, it wasn't like The Office where they're like dancing down the aisle. He was like. Oh singing God. this I and he meant it. That Arizona sky burning in your eye. You look at me and babe, I want to catch on fire. It's buried in my soul. Like California gold. You found the light in me that I couldn't find. So when I'm all choked up and I can't find the words Every time we say goodbye, baby, it hurts When the sun goes down and the band And then you know the other guy from Botch, from Real Housewives, uh, Terry. T- Terry and his wife are there. And 
I mean, and they both, you know, like they're artists, obviously, with what they do, but they both look sandblasted. Their faces. Look, I want everyone to do what they want with their face and their bodies and everything. But it seems to me, last time I saw Terry Dubrow, that he's been doing quite a bit. Yeah, it's like, don't get high on your own supply, you know? It's just a lot, and it, I, I saw him, and again, do fillers, whatever you want to do, but it was, sh- it was shocked me because he looked so different. Yes, it was, uh, did you like them on OC? I didn't like Heather Debro on o- Orange County, but I miss her since, ever since she left, and like, maybe we needed her because it's been shit since then. I actually think this season's not bad, but uh, we've had like two or two or three bad seasons after Heather left. And I was like, wait, was she holding that place together? Well, I miss, I miss not seeing the completion of the house on film. Like I wanted to see the Shannon. And I know she does her like YouTube things and stuff, but I want to see Shannon and Gina walking in. And yeah, like this was our, our, uh, the, this is our version of Candy Spelling's wrapping paper room in the, the Hollenby Hills house. Which by the way, do you ever watch the architectural digest YouTube channel? They do, like, these videos that are basically, like, our modern-day Cribs episodes where it's celebrities taking you through their homes, and I'm obsessed with it. And they only do, like, one a month. I wish they would do them more, but they'll, like, have Jessica Alba taking people through her home, and it's great. It's just like Were cribs. you a Cribs guy? Oh, yeah, I loved Oh, cribs. I loved yeah, yeah, it was so great. I got so bummed when I heard that sometimes the rappers, like, uh, that wasn't their actual home and they would borrow homes. Like, I think stuff like that should be, like, legalized. Yeah, like, I want, like, government to step in and be like, that shouldn't be allowed. I always liked when they would be really bad homes. It would be, like, someone's, a new celebrity's, like, apartment. I think Sean was... William Scott, like, had, like, posters with, like, push pins in the wall. Yeah. I, I... remember they did, like, dreams. Uh, <laughs> how, I don't know. It was just those bad ones where you're like, oh, this is not a nice house. But I loved watching it. Um, okay. Uh, Stassi and Bo are getting married in Rome, according to the Daily Mail, or they revealed in People magazine. You just did her podcast. I know. I literally did it after I left there. I saw on Twitter that these photos were released and I didn't, it was like literally right after I left her podcast. Now, what, what is your opinion of their relationship and putting their relationship on the show? You know, I told Stassi this, I think we're missing, speaking of MTV reality shows, we're missing that newlyweds-esque type show. And I'm not saying they're the ones who are meant to do it, but if you look at the crop of people we have to choose from, I think they're in the running for a show like that, where it's just people like newlyweds sitting around going to chain restaurants and stuff. And so I, I know other people had said Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin would be great in that role. Uh, so I'm, I don't know. I don't, I've only met Bo really briefly, but she seems to really love him and they seem good together. Oh yeah. I mean, I bumped into him at that Countess Luann show that we were at right. at the Wiltern and we were talking and then the next day he texted me saying, oh, good to bump into you. And, and I was like, hey, uh, we should do a show where we just, um, travel around to Countess Luann shows like the Grateful Dead. And I was just like joking around and he was like. Hey, would you mind if I pitch that? <laughs> I, was I like, would watch that. I mean, that wouldn't have, like, too... He, he seems to love... He seems to be very enjoying all of this, which is, I guess, way better than somebody fighting against it like Stassi's... Uh, like Patrick. Right. I mean, he was, like, such an asshole. But I always worry with these reality relationships. is like, you don't want the person to like it too much. I'm not saying that he does, but it's like you want... I don't know. It's, it's you know a really fine line you have to walk because, and especially as a fan, you start to then feel like you're liking it too much um, as opposed to like, hey, that's just a real cool dude, you know? And in general, I don't, I, I want, I, I prefer in relationships when everyone has their own separate stuff. I'm not saying that you can't have a relationship where you're not doing things together, but I think it's important to keep certain things in your life separate because I, I think, I, I don't know, I, I 
I grew up with a, in a family business, and I always saw how much trouble it was when people worked together and stuff. So yeah. I've always just thought that's best to keep family relationship stuff separate in terms of work life. What's a little bit of the same like with the social media with Jenna and Channing, you know, like you're then having this like document of this relationship Mm -hmm. that is, might not be the entire truth, but like, that's why, uh, like Brit and Jax, I mean, that's just insane because we've like Bo and Stassi, there's, I mean, we had a couple moments last season where they got into it and stuff, but, but it was pretty whole, normal. It was like pretty normal fighting kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, we're wait, I'm Brit on a whole. Did it level. say in that article if they're showing it on TV? Like they, you said they're getting married in Rome, but are they? Is it something they'll film? Um, they do not say this in this article. They must be right. They, must. but I believe that they will be doing that. Which I don't know if you like. I I used to love those TV shows where they would like take the whole like family ties did like a London episode and I used to love that so I love when the Vanderpump Rule kids go out of like they had a great like Mexico episode this past but enough season with, enough with them going to Mexico because I feel like they send them to Mexico every season and I think that they do th- they never want them to go somewhere that's I want to see them go somewhere like Rome Yes. Because we've never seen them go somewhere like that. We've and I seen think them the go show is getting bigger times. where they can do something like that and get away with it. Like they'll do like a, like a Schwartz will learn how to like cook pizzas in a brick oven and you yeah, know. Yeah, well you need to see that stuff. It's like they're trying, they try to pretend for so many years that they're so poor and that they can't do anything. And it's like, let's see them live their lives with this money now that they have from social media sponsorships and from uh, Stassi's had a best-selling well, book. I say, the it's show like, behind the show is sometimes more fascinating yeah, than the like show. They just are so rules, afraid you know? to show it to us. And we can handle it, I think. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, but anyway, um, so this actually, uh, so I hope they go to Rome and send them all there. I want to see Lala and James and Raquel in London. Any er, Rome. Rome. <laughs> Would you want to, do you think, um, uh, Randall will be on this season? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get less of Lala. I don't know why. I don't, I just do. I, so I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really want to see him. He was on flipping out for a second. I was like, yeah, I wasn't interested. It is weird when like these people always seem to pop up on all these different shows or like they'll have a, it's like, um, uh, when like you always read about something like he had a history of violence. Like these, some of these people are like, he had a history with reality shows. Like they always seem to pop up on like, they have years of reality show experience. You just didn't. Look for it. And as a viewer, I want to see their relationship, and I don't think it's fair that she doesn't have to put her relationship on camera that way. But if I was her, I would feel the way she does, which she explained at the reunion. It's like, I don't want to show him. I don't want to show that relationship. Yeah. So I get both sides, but it's like, as a viewer, we need to see that. If you want to be on the reality show, you need to show it. Well, then you can't have the Fofty scandal happen, and we can't even touch that? I mean, that I that was... Amazing. That I could wonder be amazing what they'll TV. do with that. Like if they'll get into that. At they all, can't ignore it. I yeah. mean, but yeah, but they will. <laughs> um, okay. So this next one, Lisa Rinna brands herself the quote unquote lip pioneer as she tries to muscle in on Kylie Jenner's billion dollar success with her own range of makeup. She did an Instagram post the other day um, that just said Lisa Rinna lips in all caps. Are you ready? Coming soon <laughs> with a kiss emoji. Are you ready? What are your thoughts on Lisa Rinna's lips? You know, I think her lips are obviously iconic, and it's such a huge thing, her lips. But I do feel like we're on the downtrend of this trend. We're on the downslip of this trend, right? Like, Kylie Jenner lip kits sold so well. And I feel like for a couple years there, it was like everyone was doing the lip thing. And now I feel like we're definitely on the other side of that peak. And I think Lisa Rinna announcing that she's doing these lip kits 
while it's great fun, I don't know if it, <laughs> it's great fun. <laughs> this is a know. great fun. This is a great fun experience I'm for us. I'm excited to watch it unfold, and I hope it unfolds on the show. But I don't know that it's it's obviously not going to be as big as Kylie Jenner. But maybe I'm wrong here. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> if that's if she's like now driving around a three million dollar Bugatti, unless like there is some sort of world or a sliding doors universe where maybe this Lisa Renna getting into this thing will open the doors for uh, her, her generation to dive into these lip fillers the way that the younger generation did when Kylie did it. Does I mean, that also, make sense? I, yeah, but also I didn't know if it was like maybe this is like <laughs> maybe it's more like clown makeup. Like, <laughs> no, I'm saying I would actually rather see Harry Hanlon lips. Like, I mean, right. um, which by the way, I still laugh about the. I really didn't like Beverly Hills for the last two years, but I still crack up that Harry Hanlon takes solo camping trips. <laughs> I still laugh about that where he was like that one scene. I don't even remember. He was like like checking his tents and stuff like that, and yeah, it was yeah. like. I mean, I don't want to read anything into it, but the man is doing solo camping yeah, it's very trips. Odd. Yeah, it just doesn't. It's very odd. Um, what is your favorite uh, reality show product uh, out there over the past? Uh, oh eight gosh, years? you know I love the Skinny Girl K cups. I drink one every day. Like the uh, Bethany has Skinny Girl half calf K cups, and I love them. And I don't drink. I don't drink a ton of K-Cups because I know they're bad for the environment, but I do like the skinnier ones because they have just a tiny bit of caffeine in them. So I have my normal cup of coffee in the morning, and then a couple hours later, I'll have just my skinny girl cup, and it's the half-calf one. It's very weak. It's not very flavorful, (laughs) but I like it because it gives me the tiniest little boost. It's not decaf. (laughs) And that's truly like my favorite product, and I order them on Amazon like crazy. How did you even discover that product? I don't know <laughs> i'm sure i was like searching skinny girl you know or something like that and i like her margarita one but i haven't had it in a while and it does give me heartburn and sort of tastes like chemicals but <laughs> but that's, the, that's K- a good K- time yeah i'm trying to think of what else i like i don't know you know i had kathy wakili's cannolis once that were really good and that Did was travel ago. well i mean we like ordered them for holidays one year yeah. and this was maybe when she was on the show i miss rich ago. i miss rich i miss kathy yeah. i like yeah I liked her too. I know no one else did. I think we were the only ones. But, I don't know why. Like I just yeah. I don't know. Rich had such a she funny look. She seemed too nice. And, yeah, she was too too normally. But um, yeah, they sent them in a box, so you just filled them. It, it came with the filling and then the shells, and they were really good. And what else? I mean, obviously, fancy AF cocktail book is yeah. Be a great I mean, that's <laughs> but it's a real product. Yeah. I almost feel not, no offense. These are all real products. What's your favorite housewife song? I like "Don't Be Tardy," but also all of Luann's songs are really good. I think out of Luann's song, I like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Countess speaking. That one makes me really happy. And Melissa Gorka's on display is really good. She doesn't get enough credit for that. And that kind of fell off. Like it is weird to be around a reality show for so long where now we're seeing segments of their life. Like we had like there was like a time where I was into like comic books, but that was a portion of my life. Like we, we saw a portion of her life where she tried to be a reality star and then it just like it got dropped. Because all her storylines get dropped. I mean, she last (laughs) season went to that whole thing about maybe having a sister and then it just kind of got faded out by the end. And I'm sure we'll not see it again this season. And what so do you I think like of, of uh, um, um, uh, uh, Teresa's daughter uh, with the the beautiful rap song she did? Oh, Melania. Melania. I yes, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. <laughs> good. It you was know, very I saw good. The, I saw the Jersey premiere for like the upcoming season, and it's great. It's like really, really good. Did you really? Yeah. The um, it, it premieres in November. Yeah, November third, I think, yeah. or something. Yeah. And the premiere is really, really great. I thought. Oh, it's awesome. Um, uh, my my favorite one, and this is like I guess in the universe, not housewife, but. 
I unironically love Top Man by DJ James Kennedy. Yeah. I think that one. actually works. It's a banger. Like, I don't... What was the other James Kennedy? Get Loose is really good, I Get, like. Yeah. Wait, is that? And then what's the one with uh, Ariana? Like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> That's her. Yeah, I love that one, too. Yeah. I think that one's good. And I just thought of another one. Oh, Sheena's Good as Gold is, like, fun in a bad way. Yes. And there was, oh, I really like Erica Jane's uh, Expensive is fun. Oh, like, speaking of Sheena. Erica Jane's like literally when I'm working out, I like. Like it's it's something that I really enjoy listening to when I'm on a treadmill or something. Yeah. Have you, and you, have you seen her live? No. Uh, no. You know, I, I was in Vegas one time and she was supposed to come perform and then it was like two hours late or something. It was like a really late. She was yeah. very late, and I left before she. I was like there to see her, and we were waiting forever. And then eventually, we were like, "Okay, I'm just leaving." She's going to be on Chicago on Broadway, and I hope she knows that that's like a set time. Like she can't be like it's not like Axl Rose, like where they come out like two hours later. Like she has to go on at eight. Yeah, uh, I'm very curious how Luann's doing about the news that Erica Jane's in Chicago on Broadway. I mean, it is Luann announced she was going to be in it, and it's like, what's happening? It's sad, yeah. Um, that the Sheena, speaking of like products, Sheena has that shapewear line that she just came out or announced. Okay, wait, I didn't know this. Yes, she had a shapewear line, and I was uh, and. She, but she's crowdfunding it. So she has to get a certain amount of orders for it to even go into production, which I kind of think is smart in a way because it's like, yeah, like don't, I'm, I get scared that all the time, like these guys, like Jax, like he puts his hands into 30 things and I'm afraid he's giving his money out. Well, for him, I want him to lose money, but like it is one of those things, like don't, like don't blow all your money. We know how this story ends in 30 years. The only problem though, I think, is sometimes they do these projects, not, saying Vanderpump Rules in general reality stars do these projects that are not, they go these weird routes and it doesn't give any legitimacy to them. So then they end up not being able to crowdsource. Like I think, didn't Sheena, Sheena had like a book, like a workout book that she self-published. Yeah. And it's like stuff like that where it's like they go a roundabout way and then I think it just ends up making things worse. When Snapchat was really big, I used to watch her workouts. I mean, I would flip through. I wouldn't be like, <laughs> like let's get some coffee and watch. You know, let me get my half cap and watch. No, I would watch her workout with her trainer and it was just like, I get it. Cool. Like, you know. Yeah. Always be working, But in I general, guess. though, I think it's best that they just focus on one project at a time, right? Like you mentioned Jax has 100 projects. And maybe it's like just focus on getting that beer cheese out. Yeah, I mean, doesn't he have like a drink? Well, too? and how short-sighted to know? Yeah, just add X, Jax. But then also, wait. On the flip side of the coin, if you had people coming up to you with these deals that are like just slap your name on something, it'd be hard to say no. Like, because I think a lot of times these reality stars get offers where it's like, uh, be the face of this. Yeah, and we'll do it, and then it kind of fades out after a little while. Are you blocked by Jax? D- I don't think so. You probably don't. But check I'm excessively yeah. like, no, I, I, yeah, you're I nice. Yeah, I don't follow him though. He makes me uneasy because I can't read him at all. Like, I feel like I'm a very good judge of character, but I can't get a read on him at all. And that scares me in someone. Like, because don't you think... Do you, I love you, you're, you, you put yourself as an empath. Like, I cannot I, feel his, but I his dark that, energy. I wouldn't say that about anyone else, but with him, it's like I feel like I can't get a grasp on who that person is exactly. And that, to me, is uneasy. Yeah, because he's a shapeshifter. I mean, but like a poor... like a. Like, he doesn't do it well. Like, you see it coming from a mile away, but there's never one persona that he sticks with. Yeah. And he's smarter about... than all of us, according to him, you know? Yeah, I, I don't... And 
I, Brittany, I've never met either, and I don't know. I feel like I can get a better read on her. I met her as an extra and a sir scene, and she was our was real she nice. Wife. Oh, completely nice. Yeah. And the funny thing was that it was like her first time, like first year working at Sir, and she did not know the drink menu. Like that was the thing. Like she was like a real wait. Like they, she really was working there and she really didn't know the drink menu. Like it was like, she's like, what's in a martini? Okay. Like it was, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Which brings me to my next story. This is, um, uh, this is interesting. There's a story um, that Jax Taylor says it doesn't bother him if wife Brittany Cartwright sleeps with other women. I mean, it sounds like something Jax would say. It's a brave, but what a brave man. What a brave, like, you know what? I don't mind. But then, but he, he goes on to say that I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't bother me. That's another thing though, about his social media presence that makes me uneasy is it's very combative. Yes. And that makes me uncomfortable. He says, cause I feel like no matter what people say to him, he yells back at them. Oh yeah, like you, like you can even, you can even, because I, I detail how I've been trying, like we do the week and Jack's tweets on this show, um, and I've like really not been blocked yet, which is shocking. But I'll do one of these things where like if he calls somebody stupid, I'll like sometimes throw in and be like, yeah, stupid, like you know, just to like show him I'm, I'm psychotic too. I'm no better than Jack's, but he says I have friends that would never allow that. I have friends that would say no. I have friends that are okay with it. It depends on the guy. <laughs> I mean, every relationship is different. He's right about that. And some people are able to <laughs> it's do... It's so diplomatic. I know, but... He's right about I, that. I mean, it's true. Some people I some people are great at the open relationships. I think it's... I, I don't know. Will I don't we see love an when, open uh, relationship storyline on Vanderpump Rules ever? Probably. I mean, remember when Kristen went... Went to town on the Kentucky Muffin. <laughs> Wasn't that a storyline? Yes, that was, yeah. I feel like they could lean into it one day when they're grasping for storylines. You know, when I was on Stassi's podcast, she mentioned something about an upcoming season, and we were talking about how usually every season there's somebody who ends up becoming like a villain and very unliked, disliked. Yeah. And I said, who in the upcoming season do you think will be the one who everyone hates this season? She said, I don't know. I don't know. And then she said, well, maybe Jax. <laughs> And so that leads me to believe that there must be some good drama with him. Oh yeah, because his his um, you know, he tried to do the uh, the the you know, I'm an angel storyline last season, and like everything's, I love everything, and there's just no way he doesn't have the wherewithal to stick with that. Like he's he's a he's a method actor, and in terms of the combativeness on social media, though, you would think that by now, after being on reality TV for so long, he would have learned to either block out those other voices that are criticizing him. Or pay them no mind, or realize that they're also paying his pay- paycheck essentially. Like but the sometimes fans of the he show. does that. So like that's what's psychotic about him is that he he'll combat with you, but then sometimes he'll be like, "We love all our fans. Like if you see me, come up and say hi." Like he does this weird. See, I can't even. I don't. I literally map. can't even. I don't follow him because I'm like I, that would make me anxious. All of this. Um, the but last I thing I check in though, people DM me like tweets. And how can stuff, you and not? Like, oh like it's, um, it's, and also that and the constant, uh, brand, like trying to get products. Like he like literally like he's like, if he's at a gas station, he'll be like, love Arco. Like he'll <laughs> at Arco. Like it's, it doesn't make sense. He also says in this article, I did one more thing. He says only if it was quote unquote, certain women, which like, oh, gross. like that's just like, show me a picture, Brit. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't like the idea that he pushes 
seemingly Britney into certain things. Like even with the boob job, that whole thing made me like uneasy because I thought like he was asking her to get a certain size and everything. And it's like, let her decide what the fuck she wants to do with her body. Like, I don't like when any man is trying to tell the woman what to do. And then even, uh, with, with that, I feel like he's trying to lead that situation where it's like, let, if the idea is that Britney could sleep with another woman, let her fucking decide what kind of woman she wants to sleep with. It shouldn't be your job to decide which woman it is. That's Jax's worst nightmare, is that Britney's controlling. Britney, Britney picks word, a woman that's ugly but a good personality, and he's like, that's what? It's yeah. not, on my, not on my it's watch, babe. Not on my watch. It's yes. controlling, and that, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we're going to start wrapping up here. I do want to hit this one article that, this is a story that's been out for a couple weeks, and I, when I, okay, so did you ever see the movie Orphan? It was a no, horror film? No. So basically, not this... Not Annie? What's that? Not the movie <laughs> It's Little Annie. Orphan Annie. But by the way, this actually would fit for that uh, Little Orphan Annie, because basically the, uh, the headline is the exclusive, She Tried to Kill Us. Indiana mother who adopted six-year-old Ukrainian girl with dwarfism has been charged with abandonment, but claims her daughter was found to be a 22-year-old sociopath masquerading as a child. First of all, I want this reality show... And I want this as a scripted project. I would like all of this entire story to be adapted because it's bizarre and I love it. And if you see, there's pictures of this where it does look like she it looks could. Young. Yeah, but you also see a twenty. You also see a twenty-two-year-old in there, right? Like, I mean, I just the the this is something that like this is like right up TLC's alley. Yeah, this is a TLC. Like show. my my twenty two year old prepubescent, or like yeah. that's not the title, but something like. But that. But wait a minute, in this she adopted her. Was she 22 when she got adopted? Uh, well, she was... No, no, no. Yes, that's the thing. She, so how she, she said even, she was six years old. But or, she was 22. She was 22. And but they brought her to... They brought her over... They brought her overseas to Lafayette, Indiana. So this might be a stupid question, but can you adopt someone who's 22? No, like, it was right. like illegal. This whole yeah, thing so this, was like it, illegal. It was like not a thing. But I love the fact that I'm her so parents... Stupid. She, the one, the lady got tried, like got pushed into an electric fence by the supposed six-year-old, and the the couple fled to Canada to get away from the six-year-old, twenty-two-year-old. Are all the Daily Mail stories true? Is this like I, I'm? Danny, do not rock my world like this. What are you even saying right now? I'm not trying to apply anything. I'm just wondering. If it, is this like a Star Magazine situation sometimes where they throw in a story like this? I mean, but they have I mean, pictures. Look at that they little, look at that little cute little 22-year-old, 6-year-old. See, I see a 6, I see, well, no, I don't know. See, look at that. You've seen, she's like seen stuff. That scarf she's wearing says 22. Yeah. <laughs> she's wearing, uh, everyone has a story. <laughs> also, I need her skincare routine because despite the height, she has great skin. <laughs> Some real quick things so we don't have to go in. Like, what do you think of Anwar Hadid uh, dating Dua Lipa? I didn't know they were dating, and I love Dua Lipa so, so much. I think her last album, or was that her debut album? Debut album, yeah. was amazing. I feel this brings her I down. I still listen to it all the time. Yeah, and I don't know, and I don't understand Anwar, Anwar. I don't understand him. I blame <laughs> the Real he... Housewives for even making, like, for creating, I mean, I just, for creating all of this, I feel like he looks like a foot. I feel yeah, like he has, like, not... a foot face. I don't think he's very attractive. I mean, he not that he's un, he no, just looks fine, but he makes it makes me question Dua Lipa, which is like I don't want to question yeah. her. I love her so much. Also, same hair color, which was troubling to me. <laughs> um, 
Hamlin girls caught out wearing a midriff out at Craig's. What do you think about that? It was interesting to me that they went to Craig's because if you go to Craig's, you're going to get photographed. And so it's like if you go, if those two are going, I would think they would go somewhere, uh, another restaurant. Why would they be going to Craig's? It's not, <laughs> the food's good, but it's not like anything super special. And you know there's going to be pop, you only go there to get photographed. So it's like. Exactly. They must have wanted to get photographed for that. But I love this. Is, this is what I also love about the Daily Mail. A midriff article is just as big of an article as like an article about Trump or, or anything. <laughs> It's yeah. just as big news. Just a mid-drop. Um, what do you think about the Jeff Lewis breakup um, uh, with him engaged? Do you, are you a flipping I, out guy at all? You know, I watched the most recent season of Flipping Out, but I don't think I don't think it's picked up anyway. So no, we, none of us. But he has like a daily serious show on yeah, Radio I, Andy now. I was very interested in that interview he did with Andy. Did you hear that? Yeah, and he like, said you were like, I don't appreciate when you you've like made passes at Gage or it was so juicy. It was like very subtle. It was just. Two but the men. voice, like you, yeah. and Andy's voice, like what? Like it was such a great interview. I encourage everyone to listen. Yes, I, I do want to mention one other thing. Okay, because once in a while you will say you will, you know, you used to joke a lot about you know wanting to date gay. I know, or, and I stopped out with the Gage. second that you broke up. You actually did not. You kept going with it, oh, and I really? just wanted to tell you. Yes, yes you and did. actually, I, you said it recently. Pretty, yeah, you did. You said it recently because at the radio, um, at the which, by the way, was so fun. That, that was uh, radio, amazing, Andy. Uh, ended to the theater. That was only bummer. Yes. It was really fun. You did mention something about bringing Gage, and that did hurt my feelings oh, because, sorry. you know, it was different when we were dating and you would joke, but now that we're not together and it was a tough breakup. So I just wanted to say that I prefer you not to say that anymore. I well, that's so interesting that. because I, it's so, well, I'm sorry that I did because it was in my mind that I had stopped the second it was over, but I guess No, I you can't help yourself, but you're like me, so it's okay. I, I overlook I know. It. Yeah, we have similarities in that way. But, um, okay, yeah, I didn't realize that. Well, let me put it this way. It's not like okay. I've ever, like, DM'd Gage or actually tried to make anything happen. I mean, that would No, no, be I really... know that you, it is a joke, yes. and, and, you know, it's just at, after someone breaks up, Yes. You know, it's it's no longer a joke. Yeah, it's no well, longer of a joke. Course. Yeah, well, well and I, and I agree. It would certainly I don't know what be Gage's no situation is. It would certainly be no longer a joke if I actually followed through on it. I mean, that would be diabolical, wouldn't you say? Well, but would, you put the little, you know, breadcrumb out and like then if it were to happen, it's like, well, then you're, you know, on the hook. But, like, I, I think it's really nice that Jeff is expressing his feelings and you're hearing On him. the radio live. Yes, yeah, that's, the, that's the best time that's to do it. That's how we do it, you know, that you're hearing. Yeah. yeah, don't send a text. Don't no, ask to speak. This just, is the way just we do it. Do live. it. Just yeah, air no, our grievances. All right, well, then should I air Welcome a little to... grievance with you? Yes, go ahead. Okay. I'm going to step out. <laughs> I think that it is interest. I think, I thought it was odd that I never heard from you after the birth of my child. Are you kidding? Yeah. Didn't you no. send a gift? No. No, and said I, I even asked I even asked about sending a gift and you said absolutely don't send me a gift because I've received thousands Too of many. gifts. That, I've definitely no I, no, I definitely did not want a gift. I definitely did not want a gift. But he did reach out. I absolutely no, you didn't reach out. Look at our text history. I, I mean, I'm so sorry if I didn't, but I mean I you always was, were in my I thoughts and was, I did I ask to send a gift weird. and I thought that was I, weird. I, I apologize. I was so, I mean, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I was a little shocked when I found out you had a baby. I was, I, you were kind of the last person on earth that I thought at this stage would have well, a child. Well, let me ask you this. Did, were you offended that I didn't tell you that I was having one because I saw you like two days before? I thought maybe you thought, well, that's an asshole move. I, I have a big mouth. 
I have a big mouth. I can't keep a secret. I don't. I I, I understand why you okay. wouldn't tell me. Okay. So, I yes, thought because- maybe you were upset with me because I didn't share that piece of news with you. No. I was just, okay, I was just surprised that you were having a child because I feel like doing it on your own is so brave, and it's not something I ever would have been able to do on my own. Uh, what do you, what, uh, this is probably never going to happen because Ashton put the kibosh on it, but Mila Kunis eventually joining the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I would be here for it, and I think at some time or another, every actress in Hollywood is going to confront that decision of whether or not they would join the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I would welcome Mila with open arms in 20 years, I think she said. Is that what she said, like in 20 years? I mean, but we get to live in a day and age where we get to see this play out. Like, this could happen, and Ashton Kutcher could be a house husband, at a, a real housewife's husband at some point. Right. Did you read Demi Moore's book? I downloaded it. I haven't read it yet. Uh, I downloaded the audio book. I'm excited, because yeah. there's a lot about him, and I'm excited to read it. Uh, oh, what do you think about maybe eventually promoting La La from Vanderpump to uh, Beverly Hills as a housewife? I would love to see some sort of shift. I mean, here's the thing with Beverly Hills. I think that it's gone so far downhill, we can't really do anything to fuck it up anymore. So now I think we need to take some chances. I know they finally brought in a woman of color, but... I think in general, let's take some chances. Throw Lala on that. Throw Stassi on there. See what happens. Like, let's just get someone in the mix. Try, throw, swing for the fences. We got nothing to lose over there. So, like, let's get some crazy fuckers in there. Yeah. I think Lala would be, spice things up in there. Uh-uh. They should be ashamed of, like, that, like, I mean, when you see something like like Atlanta or Potomac or Dallas even, like, I started watching Dallas because of you, because of your recommendation, and it's crazy to see the ratings I on know, those the things. ratings for Beverly Hills are so high. And then something like Potomac, although Potomac's recent season did well, but it's still nowhere near Beverly Hills ratings. But it's upsetting because I think a lot of people watch Beverly Hills who just have it on in the background and, and people who don't follow the storylines the way that we do. But people who follow the storylines like we do have been so disappointed because it's been so slow and boring and and just bad for like three seasons now. And so I just wish they would fix it. I don't know why they don't. (laughs) It's frustrating to me, certain decisions, I think, like, why did you guys do that? And I know that Bravo editors and producers are always so wonderful, but occasionally a season like Beverly Hills, or have three in a row, I think, is troubling. Like, how have we not fixed it yet? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Because it was so good before. It used to be so good. Well, it's just that that New York is coming off such a, to me, a monumental, like, which I believe just true art. I mean, not even in a joking way, is that I've never enjoyed a season, and New York has had so many good seasons, but for some reason, this season hit me at such... Like it was like uh, like how I uh, look forward to Succession every week right now, mm-hmm. you know, where I feel like this is dense and I can watch it two or three times and get something different out of it every time. Yeah, I mean, New York's so good. I I hope that Beverly Hills gets us back on track. But even we can see on the blogs and stuff like photographs from filming and all that stuff, and t- I think it's going to be another flop. Um, I hate to say it. I hate perfect. to say it, but I think it's going to be. Um, okay, so... Prove me uh, wrong. You just had Kate Chastain from Below Deck. Um, uh, I'm a recent devotee of Below Deck, and we're coming off me a too. great season of Below Deck Med, I thought. Well, yeah. I, I really... I actually teared I teared up when they were saying goodbyes on the final episode. Yeah, me too. And I grew to really enjoy all of that. What shows? Um, what shows do you... What is your week of shows you watch right now? You know, I love Below Deck now. I find that's one of the most fun to watch. I'm very upset, speaking of Potomac, that we're no longer with Potomac. In terms of scripted stuff, I watch uh, Succession I'm really into right now, which you just mentioned. 
Uh, we, my boyfriend and I just watched The Politician on Netflix, which you like I, I hate it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, I really loved the last episode. Yeah. And I would say it wasn't like, I don't know if I hated it because I, I enjoyed sort of watching it, but I thought it was not, well, it was like very tonally all over the place. And I know maybe that was the point, Weird but to Ryan me Murphy. it was, yeah, to me it was like, <laughs> I, I didn't really understand why they were making certain decisions, but the last episode set up like a different show basically for next season. And it made me really excited for that. Uh, and Judith Light and Bette Midler were in it. So I, I, I'll keep watching it. I'm trying to think of what else. I, wa- we, I watch, like, a lot of TV. I, yeah. You know, I and Bravo, I watch All the Housewives, of course. I love that you, like, talked about enjoying Summer House, but you didn't want to talk about it on, was it Summer House? Oh, yeah, House? that's how I feel about you Below like, Deck, too. Yeah, like, like, you were like, there's something, that one's just for me. I try to just cover two shows at a time on yeah. my show, like, recap-wise, because I take, like, a lot of notes, and it, it sort of sucks the fun out of it. It's it adds an element of fun when you're doing it in terms of like you notice things that you wouldn't notice before, but also it's like becoming a job then, and you're sitting down, and it sucks a lot of the fun out of the shows. So certain shows like Below Deck or Potomac, it's like I want to just be able to watch it, and enjoy it, and not think about what am I going to say or taking these notes. Yeah, something. I used to do with uh, with the Kardashians. Would no, that's just in front of a computer, and it would be like I'd be like, okay, commercial break here, commercial, and I, I but it wasn't. And even the rewinding, time, like, because you're like, oh, did I miss something? What did they rewind? say? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, uh, what can we expect from you in the future? What do you have coming up? Uh, I have some fun guests coming on the show. People always ask me about the challenge on MTV, and I love that show, speaking of shows that I watch. So I have a couple challenge people coming on for, like, one episode, because I'm not going to be covering it regularly. But I'm Johnny Bananas? No, no, no. no. But, uh, and I have, uh, so I have a few guests coming up, and then I'm just covering, uh, right now, Orange County and Dallas. Those are the two shows that I'm like really recapping and focusing on. But then I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try to add Atlanta and Jersey both at the same time when they premiere. So um, are you gonna go we'll to f- how many episodes I, a week? I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay, okay. Um, I do two episodes a week right now, and I, I take it week by week. And you also time. give a lot of great content on your Patreon, which actually you are the only person that I pay for a Patreon. Thanks, um, and you do pop dives on there. You do like you do yeah, special you things on your Patreon. I try to do like – I only do one episode a month, but I try to make it like a good bonus episode. And because I do two episodes a week already, it's just hard for me because I'm usually working on other projects and stuff. But – so I would love to be able to do more on Patreon, but unfortunately, it's just one a month. I'm not selling it well, am I? <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'm going to voice over all of no, this. No. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I try to dive. So sometimes I dive into like old episodes of Housewives. So I just cover. I just recapped the very first episode of Orange County last month, and then occasionally I do a, a pop dive, like you and I did a Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Michelle yeah, Pfeiffer, a Catwoman pop dive that I loved. So I try to throw some good stuff in there. Um, uh, so you, uh, this has been exceeded my, this is like George Clooney, Susan Lucci and Tony Braxton all rolled in oh one. This is God. my, this was such, this is so meaningful to me. Thank you, Danny. You are a true inspiration. Thank you um, for having me, Ryan. And I hope you had a good time. And I encourage everyone to go subscribe to Ryan's podcast. <laughs> Thank everyone you. Everyone go subscribe and rate and review it. This is fresh. We need some good reviews on there. If you like it, go give them a five-star review. Oh. If you don't like it, just don't do anything. Just go on by. Which they're not going to not like yeah. it. They're going to love it. But go rate and review him. Thank you. Really everything it does thank you so much to mr danny pellegrino that was amazing um i uh you could tell i was very excited during that interview okay we got so much to cover still um uh gosh i gotta i gotta plan better to make these shorter but this is gonna go a little long today so we are on to jack's tweets of the week (laughs) 
so Mr. Jax Taylor has one of my favorite Twitter accounts. Um, we've talked about this last episode. It's just amazing the amount of products that he gives shouts out to, the, just the amount of wisdom he gives out to. Um, if you guys have not, uh, if you cannot tell by his Instagram stories or his Twitter feed, he has recently in the last couple of years discovered weed. And he really does have that um, energy of somebody that just discovered edibles later in life. So he's always having that like... What if there's aliens out there, man? Like, we're so small. We can't be on this universe alone. He has, like, that energy all the time where he he feels like he's thinking very deep thoughts. Very deep thoughts, you guys. And he must let them know. It cannot just stand alone in his head. He needs the world to know that he is a bit of a brainiac. So... This is the gift that keeps on giving. He did something this... We are in the season of Halloween, and he tweeted out a couple days ago. He tweeted out, just found out that Jewish kids don't go trick-or-treating, and I live in a heavy Jewish area. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. I am super bummed about this. It's my first year passing out candy, too. And then it's this kind of unsmiley face emoji. So, a couple problems with this tweet. Um, no huge misspellings, which is big for Jax, but I think we're, you know, so Jewish kids can go trick-or-treating. Now, Orthodox kids, that's a little different, but um, also, I don't think you could should beat, I live in a heavy Jewish area. Is that, I don't know, that just feels wrong to say. So then, he then uh, gets, obviously, a lot of feedback about this tweet and realizes that he was being messed with. And then he goes, I guess my neighbor lied to me. Haunted house still on, three exclamation points, hashtag happy Halloween. He also deleted a tweet saying that his neighbor was fucking with him because I guess that was, the language was too much. But how amazing that even Jax's new neighbors are kind of trolling Jax and making fun of him. Like, this this guy just must go through life on a different level. Uh, let's see if we, uh, last Friday, we got a good one. We got a classic Jax where somebody did pronounce, uh, did, uh, point out that he had a couple misspellings in the, the, your, you know, the, you, your, uh, bit that everybody has a hard time with. And, um, and then he, so he wrote, uh, Y-O-U apostrophe R-A are blocked, sweetie. How about that? Which is a great, that's like a classic. That's like when Donald Trump goes make America great again. That's a greatest hit for Jax of like using sweetie, a derogatory, um, you know, derogatory tone towards women and something about a spelling. If you can combine those two, it's, I got to imagine it's like when Elton John um, plays Rocket Man. Everybody's like, fuck, we're, yeah, he's playing it. Or like Billy Joel plays Piano Man. That's kind of like that, you know, like pronunciation and sweetie in a Jack's tweet is to me a classic. That was the week in Jack's tweets. And on the Jax Taylor from Vanderpump Rules tip, I do want to hear your stories of why you have been blocked by Jax Taylor. Everybody has a Jax Taylor block story. You are not alone, and we are here to listen to you.
please email, email us your voice note, or uh, you can just write out a note at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. I already have two collected, uh, so I'll save up a couple of these, and we will do this in a future episode. I do not have time today. Okay, somebody, somebody asked about this, and I just want to, um, I want to explain what this is. Now, a lot of people have been asking about water bottle on the head couple. Now, a lot of you guys probably don't know what the heck that is, and let me explain it. So on my actual Instagram, at RyanBailey25, there is a highlight story reel of water bottle on the head couple. Now, I go hiking um, about five times a week. It's right near my work. It's Runyon Canyon, and it's like a form of exercise for me, but it's also a form of meditation. It helps me get my mind right. It helps me just think and kind of clear my head. And I noticed... I think four or five months ago, I started passing a couple every, every time I would hike. And I pass a lot of couples hiking. I think it's very sweet when couples go hiking together. I like that. Um, and the, the interesting thing about this couple was that they, um, they had water bottles on top of their head. And they would walk with those water bottles on top of their head. And they would walk at a very slow, deliberate pace. They looked like they were in their late 60s, maybe. Um, and so I passed them once, and I go, okay, that's, that's something different. It's something you don't see every day. And then the next day, I, I passed them again. And then I was like, who the heck are these people? So in my head, and this is like very me, in my head, I was like, I bet you should go up and talk to them. And what if they become like your friends? What if they become like, like an extended family to you? And then like, I just, my, my mind goes in all these weird directions. And I'm like, what if like, I'm just friends with them for the rest of their lives? And it's, I think about weird things when I hike, but every time I would go to talk to them, I just, I couldn't do it. There was something about the man's face particularly that scared me. Um, he looks like one of the guys, the old guys from Midsommar that, uh, if you've seen, not seen that film, it's so creepy and great. I love it. But, uh, anyways, so every time I'd be like, oh, I should go talk to them. And I just, I couldn't do it. So I started just taking pictures. <laughs> so, so what I did was invade their space. I just started taking pictures of them, but like sneaking pictures. It would be like waiting until they pass me and then I reverse the camera and, you know, take a selfie with them in the background. Or I would, I would always act like if, like how I notice them, if they ever notice me, it's probably the guy that's always on his phone because I would literally be like looking down on my phone to act like I was texting. So they thought I wasn't taking a picture of them. It's disturbing how much thought I put into this. So it, it became like where I would just see them all the time and I would take a picture of them all the time. And I also created this sweet love story in my head for them where I was like, they're lovers that found a great love of each other, but also of testing each other's limits of seeing how far they can walk with water bottles on top of their head. And it started slow at first. And then eventually they were able to hike the whole hike with water bottles on top of their head. And I thought of it as this really romantic story, and it kind of was like, I don't know, I sometimes, like, love is, like, a very complicated issue for me, and um, it, it really was, like, it made me believe in love and that there was somebody for everybody, and, like, wow, like, two people that love to have water bottles on top of their head. Like, that sounds kind of cool. Like, I don't particularly want a water bottle ever on top of my head, but, like, that works for them, you know? And I just thought that was so sweet until... Until one day, I saw them 
and she didn't have a water bottle on top of her head. And I was like, what's up with that? Was she like, not today, Bill, not today. I got really nervous. Like, was this a part of the fight that she did not want to have a water bottle on top of her head? And then another day, she wasn't even there. It was just him with a water bottle on the top of the head. And some of my Instagram followers said, you think he killed her? And I was like, no, I didn't even think of that until you said that. And now I'm like, fuck, is this a Dateline episode? Water on top of the head couple? Like, tonight, water bottle on top of the head couple. But, like, then eventually I did see them, and they had their water bottles both on top of their head. So I was like, phew, she's alive. They're back. Like, maybe they just got into a momentary fight that she was like, not today. I don't want to do the water bottle thing. But then, like, another time, somebody that was hiking there that follows me on Instagram sent me a photo of them, and it looked like they were arguing. And I was like, trouble in paradise? Also, how do you argue with water bottles on top of your head? But he looked all stern, like he was yelling at her. And I was like, that's not cool. I'm not down with that. And it's like, let the poor lady hike without a water bottle on top of the head. I don't know if that's what they were arguing about, but in my head, that's what they were arguing about. And so this definitely made me scared to like ask for a picture with them or to talk to them. So I was like, everybody's like, why don't you talk to them? And I'm like, I'm trying to get the courage up in the next couple of years. I want to talk to them. Like what if, but what if I finally do get the courage up and that's the day, like I find out he passed away. Is that dark? That's dark. That is very dark. But like, you know, I mean, what if that's when I get my courage up and then it's too late? Maybe this is the lesson of always do the thing that you Thank you that you want to do. Always do it, no matter if it's going to be bad for you or not. But I just feel like, what if he yells at me? What is like, what, what do you care? Like, I don't know why he has an accent. Like, in my head, he has an accent. of like, why do you care what I do with my head? You know? And I'll be like, no, I'm just, I'm, I just, I love it. I love what you're, I just want to find out what the story is. Like, what happened? Because I've been making up stories in my head. Like, oh, fine. And then he like, then he's cool with me. But that first moment is just, I've built that up in my head so much. It just, it's very scary for me to think about. But it is weird. Like, I do for a time. I it was like an OCD thing where I was like, I was gonna have a good, uh, a good next day if I saw them on the trail with water bottles on their head, and if I didn't see them, it was gonna be an okay day. And if I saw them and one of them didn't have a water bottle on their head, um, it was not. It was not gonna be a good week for me. Like how that's so crazy. I can't believe I admitted that. But if you guys are interested interested in seeing this couple, I'll post a picture on our Instagram as well. Uh, we just had a couple people wanting me to talk about that. Um, it, it just. I. I feel like I can just. I'm such a weird dude sometimes. Oh, this actually is crazy. This actually happened this week. We like I said, we are in Halloween season, and um, I. I've ha- I have a I live in a house off Melrose and my roommate I've known for uh, since college so many years now and he uh I I was like I was cooking food the other day and I went to microwave something and you know when you see like a spider's legs and you, you it's like unmistakable and you're like uh cuz you're just like oh my god that's a spider And what it was is that my roommate has taken to putting very realistic cockroach, plastic cockroach things around the house. And he didn't tell me he was doing it. And I've been scared now five or six times, like legitimately scared. Because he puts them in so random places. Or it'll just be like a black mark and I go to look at it further and I'm like, and it's these fake cockroaches he put everywhere. And I'm like, I'm... 
so old. Why are we acting like we're in fifth grade with this stuff? Like I didn't like, I'm supposed to be grown up and I'm like getting, I'm first off, I'm living in a place where there's fake cockroaches. Like that's, I'm not in, a, I'm, this is not college, right? Like I'm not in kindergarten. Um, and then on top of it, I'm getting scared. Like this can't be good for my poor heart. Like my poor heart gets jolted. Like what if I die because of a fake cockroach? Like he will feel horrible, but like, this is who I'm living with right now. But it also reminded me of how easily scared I get. When I was in high school, I used to work at like video stores and movie theaters. And I grew up in, um, oh, I grew up in Kansas, but then we moved to Arizona. And I worked at this theater chain called Harkins Theaters, which is like the big, it's like, like the arc light of Arizona. And I worked at this movie theater and they would let me take all their old movie posters and like the, the cardboard cutouts. And I used to just, I had so many movie posters, you guys. My room was just, just covered. Every inch was covered. Uh, and it was like huge vision boards of just like movie stars and TV stars and, and everything like that. And I used to grab all, any, any cardboard cutout I would grab. I wanted all of it. And I remember there was a Sister Act 2 cardboard cutout. And there was like a Batman Returns cardboard cutout. Huge Batman fan. Huge Catwoman fan. And so I took the, um, I took the, uh, I took those cardboard cutouts and I put them, I used to drive a Chevy Corsica. Um, and I put, I put the Sister Act 2 Whoopi Goldberg in her habit, Sister Act 2, back in the habit. I put that on one side of the passenger seat so it looked like Whoopi Goldberg and the, the nun outfit was driving with me. And on the other side of the passenger in the back seat, the back seat, I did this, uh, I put Catwoman. I put Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. And so it looked like I was the coolest guy, <laughs> coolest guy ever driving around a Chevy Corsica with, uh, Whoopi Goldberg and her nun habit and Catwoman. The whole point of this story is not that I'm a geek and I did this, but that I, every time I would go out of my parents' house, I would forget that they were back there. And so I always would be like, oh, when I saw the car, cause I was like, oh, there's somebody in my car. <laughs> I was legitimately scared of Whoopi Goldberg and a nun's habit. Like I did this at least twice a week where I just was so deep in my thoughts that I would look up and I'd be, and your brain doesn't even process of like why a nun would be in the backseat of your car. You just think somebody's in the backseat of your car. Um, I was just thinking about the, this week and I wanted to, uh, to share that with you, which actually brings me to real housewives of orange County. We'll get deeper into this in further episodes when we start recapping and things like that. But I do want to, I caught up on a couple episodes this weekend and, um, Guys, Real Housewives of Orange County is just disgusting how far we've fallen. Like, do I ever, no offense to Shannon Bedore, but like, I don't know what I did to warrant me having to watch Shannon Bedore's sexual awakening. Like, I don't want to watch Bedore's sexual, I don't even want to, or want to watch me having a sexual awakening, but like, definitely not Shannon Bedore. I mean, the fact that we had to watch her get a shot in her vagina so she can have stronger orgasms, What? And this isn't an age thing. She turned 55. Not an age thing. She looks fine. I don't care about that. It's just her, the, the desperation and the who? You ask orgasm? What? The, 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 ex, the over-exaggerated faces she's making. And then to watch her at her 55, 55th birthday party of watching Tamrat and Bronwyn try to feel each other's boobies up. And you know those people, you know, either guys or girls that get way too hammered just so they can like kind of explore their sexuality in front of other people. And you're like, whoa, 
they're really, um, they're going for it. And they're going to say they don't remember this tomorrow. But you had that on top of Tamara, like, going around begging wait staff, the people that worked there to make out with her on her 55th birthday, which is just one of the sadder moments. I've had sad moments in my life, and I consider this one of the sadder moments of my life, having to watch this. Um, it was disturbing on so many levels, you guys. If you've seen it, you know. Can you imagine being extra? Can you imagine earning money to take uh, a girl or a guy out to dinner and then you having to watch Shannon Bedore, like, potentially get excited in our female parts? It is so disturbing to me. Like, Vicky Gunvalson usually does it for, you know, like, in terms of, like, too much. And Vicky kind of seemed very subdued compared to everybody else. It's like, don't whoop it up at my my eyes' expense. My eyes have seen, this is like, what is that? Uh, is it Macde- Macbeth? Like, who stabs their eyes out? I, oh, no, Oedipus. Oedipus Rex. Um, I felt like stabbing my eyes out. It's just too much. I don't need to see any, I, if I swear to God, OC, if I see... If I see Shannon Bedore have sex this season, I will flipping lose it. I do not. I'd rather watch her make 30 more cream cheese salmon recipes, which is disgusting in its own right. I would rather hear 30 more songs from Shannon Bedore's daughters. I would rather hear Dreamcatcher remix. Rise and shine. Dreamcatcher, Dreamcatcher. If you guys remember that song, we're going to go into that in a later episode. But OC, you need to chill. Can we just assume Shannon Bedore is having sex? Do we need to hear about it? No. I feel like I'm going to complain to like the FCC or whoever handles. Um, uh, this feels like it's a crime against all of us, and we don't need it. We don't need it. It's just too much. It's a blend of so many disgusting things on that show right now. That in this past week's episode, I mean. It just, poor Emily is getting gaslit within an inch of her life. I don't know. She seems like the only normal one, and she has to deal with Shane, her stupid husband, gross. Um, and she has to deal with, like, Gina going, well, I can't believe you're doing that. I'm Gina. What's up, everybody? I'm Gina. It's just, I can't, I, and we had even Megan King Edmonds back on this past episode, which usually should be a huge thing, and I was just... Didn't even get to really appreciate the monstrosity that that was because there was an explosion of, it's like so many disgusting things. It's like the, it created like a big bang theory effect and it, I was not here for it. And it, I feel like it's one of those things that's going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Um, let me know if you guys agree. Okay. Oh my gosh. This is going to be such a long episode. Okay. The 90 day fiance. 90-day fiancé event. I'm going to talk a little bit about this. You guys, if you do not watch 90-day fiancé, I strongly, strongly urge you to watch it. I believe this is on par with a lot of the Bravo shows that we love. Um, It is so bad it's good. It is so bad it's good because you really cannot believe that people are out there living this way. I still will never understand somebody willing to pay all of this money to meet somebody overseas and bring them back when I feel like you can make those kind of mistakes here in America. By the way, people complaining about jobs going overseas, I mean, this is the one I agree with. Like, let's keep that kind of tragedy here in America. I feel like we can do that better than having to go outside. We can make each other miserable. We do not need to bring outside uh, people into this and over here. It's too much. It is so many crazy stories. They have so many good seasons. Um, I'm a newly addicted for the last couple of years to this show. And there is a queen of this show to me, and it's Darcy. Darcy Silva. She's part of the Silva Twins. We will go into uh, the Silva Twins in a uh, 
in another episode because they actually tried to make a reality show themselves as uh, the life, the loves and lives of twins that never actually got picked up to air, but there was a, uh, a teaser trailer they made for it that I want to play for you guys in another episode. But I just want to get through the, uh, the 90 day event that we did this week. So Danny was nice enough to uh, let me be his plus one to this, and he ended up not being able to go because he was busy interviewing and editing, and I went, and I got a, a, a sound clip or two for him. But first off, seeing my name on a TLC badge, that was like, I mean, I know that's silly, but I will put that on a vision board because... That was so incredible to me. That was a collect, you know, I talked about in last week's episode, a collection of weird moments. That was part, like seeing my name on a TLC, like I'm old school TLC. I'm John and Kate plus eight. I'm little people, big world. I watch those shows religiously. And the same network that does talk Dr. Pimple Popper and 600 pound life to see my name underneath their logo. What a dream come true. You might laugh at that, but I'm, I'm dead serious. That like so, I go to this place, the highlight room. It's a beautiful. Uh, you go upstairs, you see this beautiful view of Los Angeles, and it was like the sun was setting. It was very romantic. The minute I get there, I see um, I see Darcy from Ninety Day Fiance. Uh, I see Tim from Ninety Day Fiance. I see uh, David and Annie. I see new cast members from the new season that airs November third. Uh, I met a guy named Sinjin, who you're going to hear from, who was just. He was a really incredible, fun dude. But, um, yeah, so I get there. I get my name tag. I uh, have my equipment. And it's, like, not sparsely attended. Like, I feel like they just, you know, they didn't invite a tons of people. So it was free drink, free food. Um, I was just in heaven. And the TLC rep was like, hey, let me bring over people for you to interview. And so I was like, okay, we're just going to do this immediately. And I, I first off, I get to interview Tim. And Tim, to me, I, as I, you'll hear in the interview, I think he's a style icon. Um, I, he is uh, trying to. So you're allowed to ask in these interviews if they uh, if they end up with their their respective partners. Uh, they're not allowed to answer, according to the TLC rep, nor do they. Um, I think a lot of the behavior that I saw at the party uh, gave me hints on which way some of the relationships went. Uh, you might understand what I'm talking about when you listen. Um, so anyways, this was like, uh, this was interviewing like heroes to me. And I was so, uh, so excited to do it. So I'm going to play a collection of my interviews. You're going to hear first from Tim. Then you're going to hear from the queen of TLC, Darcy. Um, you will also hear from one of the new cast members, Sinjin. Um, Darcy, uh, seemed like she was having the time of her life. She, I don't know, there's an Entertainment Tonight interview I might put in here where it looked like she might have imbibed a little too much, which we all have done from time to time. So I don't want to, I'm definitely not one to speak. Um, it must have been hard for her to do all of her interviews. And she had a really great TLC handler. The whole event was just top notch. I met the president of TLC. We saw uh, clips from the new season and the new season looks amazing. Um, uh, um, it was very interesting. I ended up hanging out with um, one of my friends, Jackie Johnson, is really good friends with Lauren Lapkus, an actor. Um, and I ended up hanging out with her and her husband 
and uh, Mariah Smith, who you should do uh, Keeping Up With the Continuity. Um, she actually still does. And I think she's going to be on an episode uh, later down the line. Uh, one of the head writers of uh, the, the Black Woman Sketch Comedy Show on HBO, which is excellent that you should check out. But also, Mr. Jerry O'Connell was there. And I know Jerry a little bit through my friend Nick. And I went up to him and I was like, what are you doing here? I was like, are you interviewing people? And he was like, no, I legitimately just want to meet these people. And I thought that was amazing. So it was like a lot of us were like make-a-wish kids that were just there because we love this show so much and we love these characters so much. And the fact that you actually see that they're living and breathing. And I always say sometimes I'm like, it's a little actory. Like I almost feel like this isn't real. And then you meet them and you're like, Oh my God, this is a hundred percent real. This is 100% real. I will say a couple things before we get into the interviews is that Darcy flat out hit on me. Um, I mean, or maybe she's that kind of star, that kind of celebrity that just makes you all, like, anybody that they're around, they make, they, they feel hit on, I guess. But, like, she definitely was hit, and she's like, why can't I stay with this guy? Uh, it was hard for her to remember my name. Um, and the TLC rep had to pull her away, which I, I was so flattered, because Darcy's a, a beautiful lady, and, and, but could you imagine, could you imagine if, like, that would be so scary if I had to, like, not scary, it'd be nice, but, like, I'm just a nervous guy anyways, and, just taking Darcy on a date. What? I mean, goals, right? Um, so you're going to hear Darcy. You hear Tim. Okay, we are sitting with all of our favorites off 90 Day Fiance. We are sitting here with Darcy. How are you tonight, Darcy? I'm amazing. I'm loving L.A. So glad to be back. This is like my old stomping grounds. Been living here in the past and... You know what? I'm on fire in well, love and life. You are the queen of TLC right now. Really? I, I, yes, you I think believe, so. You are wow. everybody. No, no, for real. You are everybody's favorite on this show right now. Period. How does that make you feel? I love it. I love the fans. I embrace it. You know, I'm I'm just here to be open and honest with everybody. And you are. I don't. I don't put bullshit out there. This is my real life. Yeah. So, it is what it is. And if they don't like it, I trust me, I get a lot of haters, but I ignore it. But I also have a lot of fans that embrace it. And you know what? If my story can move somebody and let them feel like, you know what? I've learned something, then great, you know? Well, I think they do see that in you, and that's why we love you so much. Um, I guess the big question that we have to ask, get it out of the way, are you still together with Tom? Well... You know what? Sunday nights are, are a very big night. We're trending on Twitter every Sunday. Uh, very much so, yes. Very much so. <laughs> so why don't you guys just tune in? Um, I uh, I want to say I hate salsa as well. I do not like Listen, salsa dancing. I love dancing. I've studied it since a very young age. And that's one thing that I will be adamant about. I've been a dancer. It's in my blood. I've studied tap, jazz, ballet throughout my life. I minored in college in dance. And you know what? I've danced salsa. And you know what? I'm going to prove it wrong. Trust me with that. Just <laughs> Could wait we see and you see. on Dancing with the Stars eventually? Well, you never know. Okay. I, I, do, I hate to even say, put this out there, but if you do not wind up with Tom, is there any way that we could get a Darcy spinoff on TLC? Well, you know, Darcy's Darcy. She'll always be Darcy. And you know what? I'll give it. No matter what. So, regardless of any man, anything in my life, I live it and love it. And it's just going to, you know. What's been the best thing that's come out of this show for you? 
I'm just happy that like everything has been so smooth with the fact that like my kids, you know, we have a very strong home foundation. And you show that on the show, actually. Yes. And we're a very tight-knit family. And, you know, Stacy and me and my kids and her kids are very tight-knit. Everything we do is very much tight-knit. And we'll never forget family. Family is first. And you know what? That's how we're going to live our life. Now, we and saw a little drama with your sister this season. Yes. Has that all worked itself out? You know, we're twins. We have our little moments, but it's not that big of a deal. It dies down after, like, five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it is. <laughs> but, you know, that's our makeup. That's just like Darcy and Stace. That's just like the twin life. You know, it's kind of what it's all about. And if they can't handle it, well, bye. Exactly. Bye. Now, so this is the other question that we got a lot of viewers that wanted to know about. Do you stay in touch with Jesse in any sense? I'm not a huge Jesse fan, so I want to put that out there, but do do you still talk? I do not. I do not talk to Jesse. I have no clue about him. We've been blocked. Good. I think Good. he's been talking some smack and the media still to this day. Maybe to be maybe to be relevant or something, but I don't really look yeah. into that like that. Like um, I, I I've moved on. That's good. Stay positive. I Move on. Um, Darcy, what do you want to say uh, finally to all of your fans out there? I love you guys. Thank you for all the love and support. You guys are my rock. And I'm going to stay strong. And I'm going to have all the willpower to succeed in life. And you know what? Maybe you guys will see me walk down the aisle one day. I love you guys. We Thank will. You. We will. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. We are here with the man, the myth, the legend. We are with Tim. Um, uh, Tim, how are you doing this week? I'm doing great, man. It's my first time in L.A. Is it really? So, yes, it is. How so, many days have you been here? Uh, I got here yesterday, um, so, you know, about one, but uh, never made it to the West Coast my entire life. It's wow. amazing. As That's much crazy. as I've traveled, yeah. <laughs> now, I was talking with Danny about this, is that uh, you seem to be the man of style on TLC. Right. Like, what, what, I mean, where do you get your personal style from? Um, I was a huge dork my entire <laughs> life, is really the I honest answer. Wow, yeah, right. So, uh, I don't know, when I was about graduating high school, realistically, the real answer is that I was tired of not having a girlfriend. So, I started hyper-focusing on fashion and ways to improve the way that I look. Um, and the older I got, the more comfortable I got. So I started taking some fashion risks that a lot of my guy friends were like, dude, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> but it, I could pull some of it off. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then it just evolved from there. And then, you know, I'm kind of a brand whore to an extent. Well, I have there's to, kind of like an Elvis thing going, too. Yeah. I don't know if you get that ever. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of, I'm kind of rock and roll. I'm kind of like a suit and tie guy. I kind of just like incorporate it together. And, you know, I, I just buy stuff that I like, you know. Now with online shopping, I'm lazy. So yeah. anything I can find online, I can just buy, you know, half of it fits, the other half is put in my <laughs> that, closet. That's why it's online. Right, exactly. Okay, so this is a huge question that all of our listeners want to know is... Why did you give her a ring you've given somebody else? Well, you know, I, I think a lot of people uh, watched that scene and, and thought, well, this guy's the biggest idiot ever. But to be honest with you, it, it was a gift, you know, from my ex, and it, I, it was... It was something really between me and my ex. I had asked her for that ring numerous times in the past, and she would never give it to me. 
So when she gave it to me, I knew that was her really, really just saying, hey, look, the I approval. want you to be. Yeah. yeah. It was the approval. Exactly. Which shows how tight you are as friends still. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I'm going to a foreign country. I don't know if I'm really going to propose or not yet. I got to meet her still. So, you know, me being me, I'm thinking, well, this ring is a nice ring. You know, I'll give her this ring and, and I'll give her this ring and, you know, we'll go from there. I mean, it, is it a douchey move? Well, maybe a little. Do you watch the show every week? I do, yes. How has that experience been for you? It's weird seeing yourself on TV. Uh, and especially, like, to be honest, ever since I did the TV show, it's brought my family and, you know, my friends closer back in because now we have something to do every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, watching it with them is especially cringeworthy because, you know, when you're sitting with your mom or you're sitting with your dad and it comes on about your sex life, <laughs> you, you know, that that is very strange. Well, it's weird watching some of those scenes where it feels like the floor drops out from me, so I can't imagine what me, it feels right? like <laughs> for you. Yeah. I mean, um, so I guess the big question are you and Jennifer still together? Well, you will have to watch. Uh, you know, we've got... When I think, will we find? Well, out? there's one more episode left of this season, and then obviously the tell-all comes in after that. So you'll get some more uh, some more answers pretty soon as far as what's going on with us. Do you watch any other reality shows yourself? I, I do. Uh, I, I'm a big American Pickers fan. Uh, my grandparents owned a pawn shop when I was a kid, so finding unique treasures was always something that I kind of incorporated yeah. into my life. Um, and I watched some of the other TLC shows, Dr. Pimple Popper, uh, My 600-Pound Life. <laughs> you know, it just depends on what's on. Uh, Property Brothers I've watched a lot, you know, because yeah. uh, I, I really like the remodeling of houses. So, uh, Do you regret showing your story of trying to find love uh, for, like, the public? No, not at all. Um, I don't have any regrets. I look at it as an experience, you know, and uh, I think this show has taught me a lot, even, uh, you know, for, as far as the filming and also just, you know, the um, the actions of my life while the show has been going on and meeting new people and getting to interact Is with Is it crazy people. to be recognized on the street? Do you get recognized? Oh, yeah. I can't go anywhere without getting recognized. Um, it's funny because the first two or three weeks the show aired, I was like, nobody's recognizing me. Like, I don't And then it caught up real quick, and right? And then it caught up real quick. Yeah, it's like overnight. It's like I go to the post office now or to the grocery store, and even if I'm wearing a hat and sunglasses where I think I don't look like myself, people still figure no, it out. No, because you wear sunglasses on the show, so we all know yeah, what you look man, like in sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. No, you actually are one of the biggest pleasures of this season for, like, you're, like, I mean, I really feel like a star where you come on every time well, thank and you're you, always man. interesting. Thank you, so you always make it great. What is next for you after this show? Um, I don't know yet. You know, with my business, uh, my schedule is really crazy. Um, and you're a, a, a gun a shop custom, owner? A custom gun dealer, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, I design custom guns. So, you know, I've got that going on and then I run like a parts business with that. So, the summertime is, is my dead season, you know, because everybody's traveling. You got back to school. So, the wintertime and tax time is when things really pick up. And that's really my passion. Uh, but if another opportunity comes my way, I'll strongly consider it. Please do not come out here and try to be an actor. We have enough of them already, no, no, so I'm we cannot have that, no, okay? I'm not a good actor at all. But I, I, I love, you know, film and television work, you know. that I'm a movie guy, you know. It, it, it was my dream to always work in, in movies or behind the scenes even. I would have, you know, So this a, has got to be amazing then for you to be out here is. a little bit. Like it, you're it looking is, over yeah. all of Hollywood right it's now. It's a dream come true for me, you know. I, I was never going to move to Hollywood or move to New York. So this was a way, you know, that I got to share my journey and also get us get a, a feel for what it's like to be involved with TV. Well, we certainly appreciate your journey, and we cannot wait to find out what actually happens in the upcoming episode. So thank you so much for sharing your journey with all of us. Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. 
That is our episode. Thank you for listening to the entire thing. If you did that, that deserves a medal. Uh, next week, we have so much more. Like I said, I didn't cover so much this week. I have an amazing firsthand account of Jojo Siwa's neighbor that I didn't get to. Uh, who is Cody Simpson? I didn't get to. So much stuff. But I guess we have so many more weeks, I mean, for the rest of my life to, uh, to get to this. So thank you guys so much for listening to So Bad It's Good. We will see you next week. Bye! Thanks for listening to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, follow us on Twitter at So Bad It's Good 3. Follow us on Insta at So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. And email us at So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. Please rate and review and subscribe and all that good stuff. It really does help. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Batches.